0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Time for American Winer, the 100th episode of American Winer to be exact. Thanks so much, everybody uh for uh, being here it's been since may 2017 when i started doing this um the first episode was fucking terrible i had no idea what i was doing i just apologized for an hour and now i can get on the mic and just be happy and i'm drinking some stuff and uh enjoying myself Franz Vorncompus is, is joining me today in studio. Came out brave with the Saturday traffic, Franz. Thanks for being here, man. How how are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. Thanks for having me here on Number One Hundred. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: we uh, we had to do something special, and me and you were talking about our Godzilla fandom, as oh, yes. we tend to do, uh, <laughs> you know, as we've always done, really. And uh, and I was like, that'd be a good conversation to have for the hundredth. Mark the occasion. So here we are. So thanks everybody for uh, for listening. I have like I've you know it's funny i go by my soundcloud numbers which i know aren't aren't always reliable but um like i think the most views i've ever had were like i mean natural views that is were like uh uh, probably in the 500 range and um but more consistently i get about like 20 30 to maybe 60 so that's that's a good like you know that's a like a college classroom full of people that are willing to, to listen to me bullshit with people. And I was pretty cool. I got to interview some cool people that I never feel like people that I've known since I was a kid, you know, that were singer, you know, this Mary Ramsey from 10,000 maniacs, Darren Ewing from troll two and a whole bunch of different people. Um, so it's been really fucking cool and I have no plans on stopping. I'm booked up till November. So going to keep fucking going. Uh, but yeah, uh, The thing that I'm going to start off with today is Franz walks in, (laughs) and he's got this paper bag with him. And I'm like, "Uh, he brought something to drink. Thank you, Franz, because it is an open bar here at Podcast Detroit, and uh, so I already had a drink. But um, Franz busts out. He he takes out the – before he takes anything out, he's like, we're getting white girl wasted today. So I already knew what he had in there. But he has White Claw. And I have never had White Claw. I've heard all the jokes. I've seen all the memes. But I've never fucking had it.
1: Well, you know, I figured a hundred episodes, a hundred sparkling calories. Yeah.
0: <laughs> is here's that what this you. actually it is? is? It is. Oh my fucking god! Yes, mango flavored. Well, I've never had it, and so I was like, I'm gonna wait till around the air so I can. <laughs> so here's 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 me opening the white cloth.
1: Oh my god, it's like free advertising for them.
0: Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Whoever makes this shit, uh, I can't see who it is. Who does make this?
1: Probably Coke Industries. if Probably, I Probably.
0: Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, that does taste like a gin and tonic. That's right? what that
1: with with mango. Uh, I don't know. After. It's like a really light it's, gin and tonic. Yeah, yeah there you it's go.
0: It's like a, a tonic with like a little gin in it.
1: Yeah, I was at uh, Chatters. It's a, the bar that my girlfriend used to work at, and they started bringing them to me. And I thought I was drinking gin and tonics. And I'm thinking they're sitting like, wow, I'm so manly, I can handle my liquor. Finally, I'm on number <laughs> five of these things. And she goes, oh, honey, that's White Claw. And I'm like, oh.
0: oh. honey, that's White Claw. How many times has that been said? That's how it's always introduced, no matter what the situation. Oh, honey, it's White Claw.
1: There you go. It's an advertising. Animation. So
0: cheers. Thank you so much for uh, yeah, enjoy. for being here. Enjoy. Um, let's fucking talk, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we went on there, me and you just fucking get into it. We do. You've already been on. I think this is your third time. It is. Yep. Uh, and um, you were on with Bob Keith and Kevin Jones. God mm-hmm. bless the both of them. I almost uh, said that same thing. <laughs> that, that was last January. That was episode <laughs> seventy. Um and uh then you were on uh two years ago now. Yeah. Uh and and I think that was episode thirteen. So oh. thirteen seventy one hundred. Um but uh we're gonna talk about Godzilla because uh I mean that is what me and you bonded over That's basically. True. yeah. It was yeah. so funny too. I don't know if I told this story already. I'm pretty sure I didn't on the episode that, that you were on. Mm-hmm. I might have. If I did, sorry uh i will I'll, I'll blast through it but uh i had uh answered an ad at schoolcraft it was yes. just posted on the fucking built bulletin board and it was for actors and i needed a hobby i needed something to do because i was like it was the fall of 2000 or the spring of 2006 and i was like i need i need to meet more people mm-hmm. so it was for this guy chad schaefer he yep. lived in Nova, and i went over to his house and did a screen test and about like two days later i got i was in a flower shop in south Lyon, and i got a phone call from you and you said, yeah, I'm looking at making this movie. It's about monster chasers. They're like storm chasers, but blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and you're like, I'll meet you at schoolcraft tomorrow. Cause we, we both went to schoolcraft at right. the time. And uh, you're like, I'll am the guy. i be the guy in the U2 shirt. I feel like I did tell this because I feel like I, that detail. It sounds familiar,
1: but then again, I live this story. So yeah. <laughs> maybe that might be why it seems familiar.
0: Basically, well. I, you said U2. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll probably like this guy because at the time U2 was my favorite band. <laughs> Little did you know. Not only because you showed up, you had a laptop with you. I, yes. The next day came and I, I met you there. And I'm like, oh, this guy looks, he's put together. He looks like he's got his shit together. And, and you're like, yeah, so this is the movie I'm working on. I've already got some graphics here for you. And you turn the computer around. And it's Gigan, who's a Godzilla, <laughs> one of the Godzilla villains. Right. Yeah, he's a he's an alien cyborg. He's like a he looks like a cross between like a bird and then like so, like somebody stuck a bunch of blades onto a bird and a dinosaur, yeah, he's like, like a combined from hell. Yeah, chicken from hell, you yeah, chicken from hell. There you go. cyborg chicken from hell. Uh, but um, uh, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, this is a Godzilla movie, and you're like, yeah, you. Ex- I think you didn't expect me to know who that was.
1: No. You were the only person, really. Um, Kevin Jones, you know, who was, who was in that one, he knew who some of the characters were. Um, but everybody else kind of just, I think they were just kind of humoring me, really. And they're like, oh, that's great. Yeah, we're going to make a movie and, you know, whatever. But you were like, oh, my God, is that Geigen?" And I was like, why do you know that name? Because that's not like <laughs> just
0: a little – it's like it would have been one thing if you showed Godzilla. And right. everybody knows Godzilla, yeah. even if they're not familiar with it. But, like, Geigen is like mm-hmm. – if you know who Geigen is, you've watched the movies.
1: Right, yeah. No, he's he's – I wouldn't say he's obscure, but he's one of those characters that it's definitely – uh, he's more of a niche character where yeah. you, you got to kind of be semi-invested to know who the
0: – We had a conversation once about what – comparing Godzilla to Batman, who is Geigen in terms uh, of his villains. I said he was Bane. You said Destroyer is Bane, and the more I think about it, the yeah. more you're right because Destroya fucking killed Godzilla. Right. Just like ba- Bane
1: yeah, I, I mean, broke you know, Batman's Bane back. Bane is, is more physically powerful than Batman, and Destroyer is more I, – I refuse to call him Destroyer. by the way. Um, It's childhood trauma. I, I have one. Th- isn't it a she?
0: <laughs> isn't it a she? Oh, it might be. That's- I think it's a she. I've, I've heard it described as a she.
1: I've never heard that before. It's cool, though. Well, I um, guess we'll,
0: let me let me look it up, but keep talking. I
1: definitely do. Uh, yeah, so I, I was, what, maybe 13 or 12 when that VHS came out in the United States, and it was like one of those really obscure uh, Godzilla movies, right? And so my dad drove me out to BFE to go find it because he was... You know, I, I like to believe at the time anyway, as <laughs> equally invested. than I was in tracking down the most obscure Godzilla films. And uh, we brought it up to the the checkout register and the guy at the register starts reading the name, you know, he goes, Godzilla versus destroyer, destroyer. He starts making fun of it. And like, like being
0: like being racist, basically. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, before, you know, I, I mean, back then it was it was even, you know, less scrutinized if you were making fun of Asian people, which is awful. Um. But, you know, he was just going full, full bore with it. And both my dad and I were so offended, you know, just like, <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch. I How old I were years. you? I was 12, you know. Twelve? yeah. I mean, I was offended because of Godzilla, not because I had any, you know, sense of social justice back then whatsoever. But we were both just like, oh, what, that, that asshole, my God, you know. So it's destroyer for me, though, the, the trauma. That's what I thought it
0: was for forever. I didn't realize that Destroyer was the official name.
1: I think it's a um, it's a branding thing. I, I think they did that because they couldn't copyright Destroyer.
0: You know why it's Destroyer? What the oxygen destroyer? There you go. Yeah, so that's I'm looking at it right now. They do have it. it as a he. It, the they... the uh, Godzilla fandom wiki has Destroyer as a he. So I I read that on Reddit. So I'd never trust Reddit. Well, right? I,
1: I think that's more interesting if it's a female.
0: I know that's and it kind of. I have absolutely nothing to back this up, but for some reason, when I read that at the time, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And then I didn't think about it more. So, But yeah, uh, so um, when was, and again, if we're repeating anything that we already said, I know we talked oh, about man. Godzilla last time, but fuck it. I don't care. This is the whole <laughs> point of this episode. I've never done an episode. I, I'll talk about myself first really quick, and then I want to ask you about your first Godzilla experience. But um, for me, like, it was – I was, like, five years old, and I was in KB Toys in the mm-hmm. mall, and there was – on the bottom row, there were these dy- – like, strange – it looked like a T-Rex, but it didn't. You know, it had the, the very – the maple leaf spines and the, right. the interesting skin color. And uh, uh, I was – I remember asking my mom, like, what is that? And mom was like, that's Godzilla. Yeah. And it was – that was it. And then when I found out, like, wait a minute, there are movies of this right. guy? Like, I can watch – and he's giant? <laughs> And then I saw the 1956 uh, Raymond Burr Godzilla King of the Monsters, the basically the 1954 Gojira with Raymond Burr added in, which is pretty fucking seamless. Like you really don't know.
1: Cool work. Honestly, if you ever watched the making of that movie, how they integrated the American scenes. um, I mean, I always kind of have a little bit of like, whenever I think of like altering somebody else's film for, you know, uh, especially, you know, for a regionalized market like that. But they did a great job. But anyway, I, I digress. Back to the, the first. Well, because I, rem, I will always
0: remember watching that movie in the living room in Troy with my parents. We, they had popcorn and everything. It was like this big moment. Oh, wow. And I watched it. I remember like being – that is such a fucking – even the Raymond Burr version oh, is really a great. good movie. Absolutely. It's, it still yeah. holds up. Um, It's not as dark or as frightening as the uh, 1954, which mm-hmm. is this obvious metaphor for the for the nuclear bomb. Right. Excuse me. Uh, but – um. It, it, so I watched it, and I was like, "Well, this is fucking great." And by then, I had the toy. My grandma actually bought. She saw me, mm-hmm. you know, having like an interest in these little, these plastic figures. The, you know, the classic ones that you see. They're like, I don't know what they're made out of, rubber or vinyl, something. I think it is vinyl. Yeah, I still have that guy. He's on my. He's on is my the, the, the uh, pink, dresser. It,
1: the green one with the silver chest. But it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody yep. had that toy as a kid. I feel yep. like. they were
0: even in the movies. It was in yep. Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. There's he's, a scene where
1: that same figure is a doorstop in my office right now. You oh, know? really? Yeah, and I, I think it's funny. Somewhere in China, there has to be like a manufacturing facility still making the same mold after all these years. Um, they started making that one in 1984, by the way. Is, is,
0: that's what it is based on. That is a 1984 yeah. Godzilla. And I yeah. wish
1: I had um, – I owned that one when I was a kid and sadly it got left in the trunk of a rental vehicle. Oh, but that's like a, the
0: worst possible way to I had a giant
1: it. one. It was about three feet tall. And it had a yeah, it had a a a tag on it though that was from. That's how I figured it out that it was from the 1984 movie. Uh, My uncle got it for me. I had it for years, and then it it got left behind in a rental vehicle. It sucked, Um, but I don't think exactly the one. It was like it's kind of green, spray painted on the plastic, which is black. He has red lips for some reason. Yeah, he- like
0: painted red yeah. lips. It looks like he's got lipstick on. His teeth are square. Yep. He's hollow. Yep. So if you played with him in the bath, you could fill him up with water, water and like make and- him vomit water. Yep. Absolutely. His spines are silver. They're the classic maple leaf mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. Um, the
1: silver spray paint on his chest for some reason. Yep.
0: Yep. Not very muscular. Very. very it's that is what I think of when I think of yep. Godzilla. Is like yep. that's like the most stereotypical basic mm-hmm. Godzilla form.
1: Yeah, I think everybody had that figure as a kid, and it's funny because for a long time. It was the only one you could find. You couldn't find any of That's his villains. You could, so every Christmas would roll around, and that was my only Godzilla figure for, you know, years as a kid. Uh, and I'll get back to that question of, you know, first experience, but this is kind of – it ties in. Yeah, no, keep going. Bit. You're good. Um, you know, that was the – I had this obsession as a young kid, like from like five years old on, you know, with Godzilla. And so I, you were five too when you first yeah, heard him? absolutely. Okay. Maybe even younger. Um, but that was the only figure you could get, you know? And back yeah, then, forever. You know, there were no, you know, aside from, like, Nintendo, there weren't really anything aside from action there figures.
0: There was no or, representation. That yeah. was, like, the only toy, that was the only Godzilla anything you could play with as a kid.
1: So I was always asking, you know, my dad, like, I, I want a mecha godzilla, you know, for him to fight. And, like, it just didn't exist. So my dad would go to extreme lengths, like, one time he took one, and spray painted it silver, you know, <laughs> and I, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Um, another time he he took one and he made a, a shell um, out of uh, Play-Doh or something and let it dry and then uh, put tusks in its mouth to make a Gamera figure. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God. You know? did he give
0: it a big shell?
1: Yeah, yeah. It made out of Play-Doh, you know, that had dried. Um, it's it funny, but, you know, for anybody who liked these movies in America, there was really nothing. Um, there was no merchandise. There was nothing except for these obscure VHS movies that you would find in the oddest places.
0: Well, for me, it was what I did was because uh, after I watched that '54, I remember I was like, my parents were like, well, you know, there's more movies that he's in. They did not mention that he fights other monsters. So I remember mm. they brought home Godzilla versus the sea monster. And I remember thinking, like, oh, he's a sea monster. I didn't know what verses meant. So I was like, oh, it's just, this must be the same movie, but it's just, you know, I, I, I'll watch it again, sure. Right. And then when I realized that, he fights these other giant monsters. That was like blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is the greatest idea ever. Right. Why didn't I think of this? Like, exactly. of course you have one giant monster destroying cities. Why not have other
1: ones and then have them fight? Yeah. I, I mean, I was a dinosaur kid growing up, right? Yeah, like, me too. Jurassic yeah, park. You had, um, Bob Tanell on here a few episodes ago. And I, I don't know if he talked at all about, um, the concept of monster kids at all. Um, he was, I, I believe he worked in a documentary and if I'm getting this wrong, I'm sure he'll smack me when he sees me next. But, um, he, you know, was involved in a documentary that talked about what it meant to be a monster kid growing up, you know, when he did. Um, and a lot of people, they were into, like, you know, Forrest Ackerman's um, magazine, Famous Monsters of Filmland. And they were into, you know, Frankenstein and Dracula. And they found out about Godzilla and all the other ones through that magazine. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of kids from our generation who were kind of monster kids also. But in a different sense, we didn't grow up on Frankenstein so much. But it was more like, um, you know, Godzilla and... Um, not so much for me, but other kids really were into, like, Jason and, you know, Halloween and, you know. I. There were
0: many it. options. There were many forms that it Ab- took.
1: Absolutely. Um, but for me, so uh, I was probably four or five. And a, a big thing with myself and my dad, um, you know, he worked at the hospital really late. He was a respiratory therapist. And so he would get home. And really the only thing that we could do together was, like, watch movies. And so he would bring home a new movie, you know, every. Uh, A couple days from Blockbuster, Jumbo Video, you know, whatever the the one was back then. And uh, I remember distinctly one night he brought home Godzilla. I do not remember which one it was, though.
0: And this is so now you're telling the story of how you first started. Yeah, this is my first. So you had no frame of reference Mm -hmm. to who Godzilla was.
1: Right. I was a dinosaur kid. Like I said, I grew up watching like Land Before Time. I was fascinated by dinosaurs. Really quick. Yeah.
0: Land Before Time. What a great movie. It is the music in that. That's James James Horner. I'm so glad you said that. The music in that makes me cry is fucking overwhelming. Oh, it, it's overwhelming. I'm
1: so glad you said that because my next sentence literally was, I cannot listen to the opening theme song without bursting into tears.
0: I can't. I can't me neither. It, I can't. I just think about my mom. Ah, like, yes. yeah, there's it, something so just,
1: maternal about. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Wow. We were on the same page with that. That's incredible.
0: Um. So anyway. Yeah. W- yeah.
1: We're going to bust that probably out in like the next few minutes here and like cry on air. Together. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> but back, back to Godzilla. Um, so my dad, one night, he came home really late one night. I remember this distinctly. It was at our old, my childhood home, and I'd already gone to bed. And he goes, hey, hey, uh, you know, you got to go to bed right now. But I just want to let you know I got a movie from the the, the movie store. And it's, it's this monster called Godzilla. And he's like a Tyrannosaurus, except for he breathes fire. And he beats up other monsters. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, we're going to watch that. Tomorrow. And you were how old? Like four or five.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and this and he woke you up to tell. Oh, yeah. This.
1: Oh, that, that, my dad would always do that. He would always he would um, sometimes he'd wait till I was just about to sleep and he'd kick the door in and yell and scare the shit out of me for no reason. Like, thanks, dad. You know, <laughs> uh, he was always messing with me. But um, yeah, on that particular night, though, he was like, yeah, you know, we're going to watch this tomorrow. And it's gonna it's gonna blow your mind. It's gonna change your life. And he had no idea. I think he kind of created his own worst nightmare a little bit because it's all <laughs> I would talk about until I was like thirteen.
0: But so, which movie was it?
1: I think it was Godzilla versus Mothra. I think was the first so one. That I was the first one. I think so, um, because I, I I know for sure that I didn't see the black and white Godzilla with Raymond Burr in it until later, because I think that he thought maybe. I don't know. It's funny because he showed me a lot of black and white, like Harryhausen stuff. I saw that before I saw Godzilla. I saw, you know... King uh, Kong and shit. King Kong. I saw that early on. I saw... um, The Lost World, I think, is another one. That's that's one. The Seventh of Sinbad was, like, on constant rotation when I was a kid. Um, But, yeah, that was really the introduction was Godzilla versus Mothra. And then uh, we would go to the video store together, and they had, like, 15 of them, you know? And that's something that's really special, by the way, is... Um, it's kind of a lost thing. These, these beautiful, um, VHS cover box art, art. Yeah. yeah. With the oh, art yeah. on
0: it. It was the same thing for me. I remember cause it was my grandpa, my mm-hmm. dad's dad. Poppy is what we call him. Uh, who he found out I was interested in this. And so he would start making tapes of these things. Yep. He would tape them. Mm hmm for me and we would go to Blockbuster. I remember the first well not the first time but I remember going and just being mesmerized by these covers yeah. and all the different monsters that he had that Godzilla would fight. And I remember the first time I saw Guy and being like how the fuck is Godzilla going to beat this thing? He yeah. shoots lasers out of his forehead. Everything about him is sharp. And Godzilla's just got the spines on his back to protect him. That's it. Like, he's going to get ripped the fuck apart. I remember
1: the first time I saw that way. It's funny. Like, every one of these movies, I have a memory associated with the first time I saw it, you know?
0: But for me, like, Gigan was, like, Gigan made Godzilla bleed. Like, yeah. he was the only one where they have that. I think they use the same shot in Godzilla and Megalon and Gigan. Yeah. But he, like, flies over him and he, and he slices his shoulder open. Yeah, it was pretty shocking yeah. as a kid. Yeah, and um, it's this gout of blood. It was pretty... I mean, for I mean, it's it looks fake as hell now, but like right. as a kid, it was like, wow, that's a lot of fucking blood. He, he like, does
1: it to Angulus too, in the same thing. That's
0: right. Yeah, he fucking takes the because he's got scythes for hands. I mean, he's got
1: a buzzsaw on his belly, and it, it's like Angulus for anybody who doesn't know is like this squatty four legged ankylosaurus, and he's he was Godzilla's first enemy, but later on, he's his best little buddy. But he's kind of dumb. He's like he's kind of like a French bulldog, right? Like he's kind of stupid. And so there's a part where like they're fighting this hopeless battle of the, against the cyborg chicken from hell and uh there's this buzzsaw on gigan's belly and it begins to rotate ominously and you see poor angulus and he's looking at it and you're thinking oh no don't run into it and then he runs right into it <laughs> of course and it slices his face into and blood sprays everywhere and you as a and child then, you're like no <laughs>
0: yeah well yeah and then gigan like grabs him with oh, one yeah. he hooks one side and then he's freaking beating on his face oh, yeah. with the it was like it was pretty fucking as a kid again you watch this shit as an adult and you're like this is yeah, This is for kids, right. you know, but as a kid, it, it's, it's amazing how you look back and things just seem more real, you know, oh,
1: you want to talk about traumatizing. I mean, Gamera is even more obscure than Godzilla, but there's one of those where Gamera, who, by the way, is a big friendly turtle, fights this monster with a, a knife for a head
0: gear on. And, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And there's this whole sequence It lasts for like a fucking a, a minute long. You can um, swear it's the I internet. Yeah, I, I just feel bad. We're, we're talking about he Godzilla. He said fucking
0: and then like put his hand over his mouth like, oh, oh my goodness.
1: Well, you know, we're talking about like Godzilla for kids and I'm like fucking. Yeah, but, whatever. Um, yeah, there's a part. It's like a minute long where this thing is like slamming its head. Um, and to the broad side of his shell and blood is just geysering all over. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. I remember yep. watching as a kid and thinking this poor turtle, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I, Gamera is a whole other story, man. Yeah. I, I remember finding out about Gamera and being like, yeah, I thought it was a joke. Like, do we need another Godzilla? You know? But again, it was the same thing. It was, yeah. it was in Blockbuster. You'd have the VHS covers. Mm-hmm. And since Gamera, Godzilla, Gamera was in the same, the G's, you yep. know, uh, and you just, it was just fascinating to go through and pick up these VHS covers and look at them. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, but so for you, um, let's talk about the toys really quick. Let's sure, go back yeah, to that oh, because yeah, you ones? said forever there was only the plastic, right. the vinyl Godzilla figure. Yep. Where were you when you found out that the, uh, I think it was Hasbro mm-hmm. was making them? It's
1: Trim you- Masters. It's Trim Masters. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I remember this distinctly. So, uh... It had to be like sometime in nineteen ninety seven, ninety six. So it was 99. a while
0: because they were making them in like ninety three, ninety four. Was it? That it was. Ready? It okay. was because I mean, if you think it was that the the I always get them mixed up. It's not Heisei. What's this? Showa. He- oh he- yeah, see, I can't even he- say Heisei? it right. I-, I don't even know if I'm saying it right.
1: It's he- named Heisei. after the emperors,
0: right. but uh, it's it's either it's I think it's. Is it is it Heisei or is it Shoah? I,
1: I oh the the first part Let's of the just look up. I have the, the fucking
0: internet right in front of me because I the, always the get a la- mix of The up.
1: latter ones starting with like 1984 up to Destroyer are Heisei. I think it's like a Heisei is the pronunciation. And then You're
0: right. Yeah, that is. I just looked it up. Is so it? that it's the nineties. It's right. nineteen eighty four was the reboot, and then everything after that until uh Destroyer. So here's
1: the story with that. Um I don't know how my dad found out about this, you know, but he found out there was some uh Toy shop, or like a weird, like a Japanese themed, um, like collectible store opening up. I think it was in Detroit or Royal Oak, it was a pretty far drive. Um, but it, it, it's since closed, I'm sure it closed sometime before you know ni- 1990, I'm sure, or no, 1990, yeah, probably. yeah, sorry, yeah. I think that definitely was, 2008. The, the White Claw <laughs> got me there. Um, so it was called Godzilla and the Monster Sized Cafe, it was literally the, the name of the store. And we went up there. And my dad's like, "Yeah, I heard they have Godzilla stuff." And I was like, wow. And sure enough, oh my god! Well, you're they...
0: probably thinking like the plastic, the vinyl yeah. type stuff, right? No,
1: no, they had they had like tons of imports straight from Japan, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like what? I mean, they had these really mean ass looking Godzillas that I never saw before.
0: I know that's the thing. It you was know? like because at the point, I remember when I found out it was Godzilla versus Biollante. Yeah. So at that point, you there was the Showa era, which yep. was the ones from like the the 1954 until like 197 it was terror of mecha godzilla right. which was i want to say 78 maybe 75 those are the yep. seriously cheesy ones those are the ones that right. they just kept getting cheesier 84 made him dark again yep. and that's he stayed dark for the whole series for, yeah for it, the
1: most part it, it had some pretty ridiculous stuff towards uh towards the end there but the, especially the first two Godzilla 84 or, or the return of Godzilla and then uh, Godzilla versus Biollante those are really cool movies. They and, are. Yeah. Uh, the special effects even hold up for the time. Uh, but anyway, so we went to the store and they had all of these Japanese import toys. And what my dad wasn't bargaining for is that these things started at like $90. And he was like, oh, shit, what have I done? <laughs> but then there in the corner were a few of these Trendmasters masters action figures. And they had like American branding in the box and you know, everything was in English and they were like 12 bucks. And he was, you know, whew, thank God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I found out, whoa, you know, like there's actually like Godzilla action figures the same way that there are Batman action figures. They figured
0: it out, basically. Because yeah. yeah. I remember watching those movies and being like, even as a kid, being like, why did they not make toys of this shit? Right. It, may, it would make perfect sense.
1: But what was weird about it was that I was still in the dark, right? This is pre internet or like early internet at least. So all of his villains um, looked really different and arguably much, much cooler yeah they had
0: updated designs
1: yeah i was like what what in the hell why do they look so different you know and then q i don't know maybe three or four weeks later i was staying at my grandparents (laughs) house because my 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 parents worked at the hospital both of them um and so i was kind of left at my grandma's a lot which was actually great um and my uncle who always gave me a hard time growing up about my love for godzilla one day he goes hey there's a godzilla movie on tv it's called godzilla versus Violante. and i was like shut up, Michael, there's no such Godzilla movie. Yeah, you there.
0: made that shit up by yeah. They all end in either on or off. Uh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't
1: know your shit, you know? And at this time, I was, like, doing the super autismo thing of walking around with a uh, a briefcase full of Godzilla movies wherever I went. Yeah. That's awesome. It's no. not. <laughs> me and you would have been friends if we'd have met even oh, as yeah. children. Absolutely. There's no question about that. But um, I-, I was convinced that I had the whole collection with me Uh, At all times, as a matter of fact, and so you know there was really no, you know, slipping one past me. He's like, well, okay, whatever. But it says Godzilla versus Biollante right here, and I was like, shut up, Michael, it doesn't exist. And he's like, whatever. And he puts it on, and at first, like, I'm thinking, well, this, well, there are Japanese people in this. (laughs) Like, what is this? You know, I I, I don't recognize this, but it, it was very serious. So I was like, eh.
0: Do you remember the part it was at, just out of curiosity? Oh, yeah. It,
1: it was about maybe 10 minutes before he comes out of the volcano. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand, too, that as a kid, you know, Godzilla 1984, it ends with him falling into this volcano and going, Ear! it's really sad. You, you know? see
0: him falling. Like, it actually oh, yeah. is a pretty convincing shot, yeah. like, in terms of special effects. It's, it's,
1: really, it's really emotional. He makes this horrible scream, and you think, that's it. That's how he dies, you know? So this movie picks up with him coming out of the damn volcano, and i was like what the hell is this and i was just glued to the screen you know he comes marching out of the volcano cuz he
0: looked modern too oh at he that looked point. much better yeah.
1: much better like like to my i had to be like 10 or 11 at this point to my 10 year old self he looks real for the first yeah, time ever yeah. i was like holy crap you know what
0: i would compare that to that era of godzilla 84 and biolante mm-hmm. for me is like Batman animated series, Batman, yeah. that will always be him. That's like the definitive yeah. version.
1: Oh, I agree. I think that's always the version that people are going to think of as the Heche, uh version. Uh, but my 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 childhood self, I was so overloaded with just like, oh, my God, it's a new Godzilla. It looks real. And my uncle, of all people, who did nothing but make fun of my love for Godzilla growing up, he just relentlessly wrote it. He was the one. I mean, I just I, I passed out pretty much, uh-huh. and I woke up in time for the final battle. And I mean, you've never seen Godzilla get brutalized like this, right? This thing is bigger than him. It's it's uh, sticking, you know, spear tipped tentacles through his shoulder and almost eating him. I mean, it was just like, yeah, that was a pretty gory
0: man. battle too, in terms of it before Gaigen because it was it's yeah. like this green slime that's oh, getting man. shot over. Biolante, by the way, is like this giant plant monster it's
1: a it's a clone of a plant and godzilla mixed together so it's a plant godzilla that's, with
0: the spirit of the scientist's daughter I, like possessing oh, it or something
1: only it, in these movies can you get away with with a, a three-way clone in the 80s but, yeah <laughs> this um, was
0: 89 wasn't it was it that?
1: was yeah uh but yeah I, that movie blew my mind and um you know obviously there was no record of it there was there was no internet so i go my tell my dad about this and i'm like dad there is this Godzilla movie where he fights a plant monster and it's bigger and he's like, what? And I'm like, no.
0: So he hadn't heard it of no. It either. No,
1: he was like, this. he's like, son, I don't think this exists. You know I think and you're I'm, making this up. So. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it wasn't for another four years um, that he happened to notice that it was playing again on HBO and he actually ordered a, a subscription to HBO just to see this damn movie and tape it for me. And I mean, all I had was this, this, recorded videotape of this for years to go off of uh but yeah and it's it's a it's
0: well because that that was the second phase of it i was like because mm-hmm. well, i'm like where the fuck is for me seeing those toys i don't remember where it came from mm-hmm. but i had i remember the tiny ones because there were two versions There yep. were the little action figure like gi joe ones yep. and then there were bigger ones Much that were bigger. almost the size of the vinyl godzilla and it was all of them it was mecha I remember Mothra, Mothra was in Godzilla versus the sea monster. So yeah. that was a great movie to introduce me to the whole monster at the time. It was, I don't, they didn't call it the monster verse. what they call it, the American verse. I don't remember what they called it, but the Godzilla universe. I
1: don't think they called it anything. You know, they just kind of.
0: Kaiju. They, yeah. They, they didn't just, know what
1: they were doing. Really. They were just making movies, you know?
0: <laughs> um, But, uh, so I don't remember where I got it from. I think I may have gotten something for Christmas, but I had Mothra and I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. They fucking started making action. fit Like they yeah. actually did it. And and uh and then that is what led to me because I I think it was Biolanthe, I suck mm. on the back of this giant box which I carried everywhere with me <laughs> that had all the illustrations of the giant yep, monsters yep, on I remember it that. and I, it was Batra and Biolante and all the villains from the heysayer so, Highside. So you Hero. arrived
1: at Phase Two. So the first phase of these action figures, um, they only had the classic monsters, um, and a couple of them looked new. You know what I mean. So it was kind of like, oh, why do these look different? That, that There was no real clue. It
0: was like 90s versions, basically. Yeah,
1: you, you had no – they were actually – they literally were the 90s movies versions. But you had no way of knowing because those movies weren't released here when you were that age. The second wave, it sounds like, that you got on board with, Um, they were releasing toys, once again, of characters you've never heard of. Like, they're a space Godzilla. And I was like, yeah, who the hell is exactly. that? Exactly, yeah. Here's where it gets really cool. Well, not cool, like, mean. They – did these advertisements for the toys for the second wave of them. They called them Godzilla Wars and they would put this picture of Godzilla fighting space Godzilla. And it looked badass. I mean, just so cool. Um, and they would put coming this summer under it. So for like a whole year, I was kind conv- you thought
0: there was a movie coming out. I did. Yeah.
1: I thought like, Oh my God, Godzilla Wars is coming out here and it's going to look amazing. It's going to have the, it's
0: going to look real. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. And you know, they even would put clips from these nineties movies, in the commercials and you thought, Oh my God, like this is it. And so leading up to that 1998 Godzilla movie, the whole time I thought it was that.
0: Oh no. Way. Cause oh, I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say, let's talk about 98 Godzilla. Oh my God. But before we do, really quick as you yeah, said yeah, yeah. like the first time Godzilla looked real to you yes for me it was it was it must have been one of those commercials Yep. because I remember it was this little clip of Godzilla versus space Godzilla yes and, and he, he
1: jumps down on, on, on his shoulders from a building
0: I don't remember that I just remember they're like confronting themselves in this really each other in this really dark city yeah and Godzilla is just kind of like staring death staring at him and he, he just shoots atomic breath which yep. that's my favorite version of his atomic breath is the is that era mm-hmm. just that perfect blue beam coming out of his mouth uh, it uh, and he just shoots it out. And like you said, it was like for just in that little clip, it was literally a couple seconds. He that looked real yep. and that would have been like 96, 97. I was 10 or 11. Um, yep. But the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, which is now referred to <laughs> as Zilla uh, came out in 98. And I remember where I first heard of that was my, I was at my grandparents' house and my parents had gone to see some movie and uh, they said, yeah. So we saw a movie trailer for something, and they were telling me they're like, yeah, it's these kids, and they're in a museum, and they go up and they see a uh, a, a T Rex skeleton, and the you know the the teacher or whatever is telling them about the skeleton. All of a sudden, this my mom, she's like, and all of a sudden, this giant foot comes down and crushes <laughs> the skeleton. Yeah, and it says, guess who's coming to town? And and I'm like, and I was like vibrating yeah, with you yeah. know excitement at this point. I'm like, no fucking you. way! I was fucking insane. Yeah. I would catch. Any trailer? I remember the first one I saw was the one with the fisherman yeah. where he's, he's, he's chasing him oh on the my. dock.
1: The best movie trailers probably of all time, in my opinion. Those were really they well were, done. They were great.
0: Um, but uh, we'll get to what happened when the movie came oh, out. Man. What? Where did you first hear of it?
1: So, I again, I, I, I know the time and place. I was seeing um The Lost World. I had no— The Lost
0: World Jurassic Park? Yes, I had oh, no man.
1: idea that this movie was coming um, aside from these toys. But by now, the toys had been out for three years, and it was like, well— like nothing happened, you know? And so you're just waiting for something. And I guess I figured, like, well, you know, maybe it was just toys by this point. And so I'm sitting there seeing The Lost World. I'm with my, my dad and uh, his, his friend Steve Wilson. Hey, Steve. Um, we were at not the. Not porcupine tree, Steve no, Wilson. No, okay. no, I'm no. Like, God Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Not, not to diminish the Steve Wilson. But anyway, um, we were at the Quo Vada Theater, which has since been torn down. We were seeing Lost World at a matinee show. And I remember um, the preview coming on for it, and I remember Steve uh, going, oh, they're already making another Jurassic Park, huh? Oh, okay. And and I, I really didn't know what this was.
0: that's what it was supposed to be. That's, that's yeah. what it, they were trying to fool you into thinking.
1: Exactly. And so I, I thought, wow, all right, a Jurassic Park 3, oh, that's so cool. And then right when that foot came down, I knew what it was, and I jumped out of my seat and started like putting my fists in the air and screaming, <laughs> "Yes! Yes! Yes!" And my dad—I will never forget this—a big, heavy hand claps my shoulder. He goes, "Sit the fuck down."
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the foot looked like a T. Rex foot didn't—you didn't register that.
1: It did because they—they showed more of the feet and a you know following shot. I'm pretty sure. Because it didn't
0: look—that was the first thing I know. I was thinking of my toy. I'm like, that doesn't look like my right. toy. No, I it, which it, it, it okay, did. but
1: it did register to me. Um, but it didn't bother me because I I knew like intrinsically, like that's more realistic and and that's where they have to go with it. But yeah, I I definitely was like, you know, my, my head was full of ideas. Like I came home and I told my mom about it and I thought like, I, maybe, maybe he looks like a dinosaur at the beginning because they're going to drop a nuclear bomb on him in the middle of the movie. And so he hasn't mutated yet. Yeah, that's, that's gotta be it, you know? And little did I know it's because it was. Completely and utterly misguided as a film.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I remember reading like the first time I saw him, I had the junior novelization or mm-hmm. some book on the thing, and it was right before it came out. And I remember there's that p- it was a production like um, what do you call it? Like a uh, concept art of him swimming, yeah. and there's a submarine. Yep. And I was like, that looks like for me the first thing I thought was that looks like Godzilla. If the guy who designed Alien designed yeah. Godzilla, and he looked
1: a lot like Alien in that. Um. I remember the first time I saw him as well in that movie, um, and I was at Target with my grandma. She was buying something from Target, and I was like, I'm going to go wander down the toy aisle because that's what I did as a a kid. And I never expected to see him, you know, the design that early because it was, like, super, like, locked down. You know, it was a mystery. Yeah. And Target started stocking the toys earlier, and I I turned a corner, and there it was. And you
0: probably weren't, like – at first, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like –
1: Oh, yeah. I, this must I was, be the monster he fights. Right. Yeah. I, I was I was really bothered because they um, – at this point, the internet was a thing. And, in fact, this movie was almost kind of like a little bit of my intro to the internet, right? Because, I mean, that was the first time you were searching, um, you know, Alta Vista or Dogpile or Google, you know, Godzilla 1998 appearance. You know, you're trying to find any little scrap of detail you can, and they were just airtight about it. And so then uh, – I, I'm, I'm with my grandma at Target and I turned the corner, and this is probably about three weeks before the movie came out.
0: This is like and, April '98, then.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah just um, just there he is. Just no drum roll, no fanfare, just sitting there. And it happened. You know, it, it was just, in particular, the toy it was too. Admittedly, there were some really cool looking toys of this design of Godzilla, but this is not one of them. Mm-hmm. This one was brown. It was misshapen and covered in warts.
0: Was this the one where you like did something? he had a button on his, on his side? Back, yeah, yeah, I had that toy. Yeah. Yeah. I it, that. it was yeah.
1: it was particularly he would ugly. would roar,
0: you'd push the button and he'd roar. Yeah,
1: and his foot would stomp. Yeah. This one was particularly ugly. You know, the other ones were at least sleek and cool. This one was just like just filthy looking.
0: Well, I I remember that that advertisement to that movie like they had the billboards where they say like his foot is the size of a bus yeah. you know, his billboard this his head is the size of this this billboard yeah. and you're picturing classic Godzilla yeah. in your head and you're like fuck yeah it's the size of a bus <laughs> and uh and the, the people that made Independence Day were doing it. I'd oh, seen yeah. Independence Day it was one of the few movies like PG thirteen yeah. movies that I was allowed to see as a kid and
1: oh, and that uh, movie blew my mind too and that's another reason why I was convinced. That Godzilla Wars was the movie coming out because Trendmasters, who made those figures because, you know, I had to like absorb every bit of information like a little sponge back then. They made the toys for Independence Day. So I thought, oh, yeah, it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how they would know. And uh, yeah. I, and then I, opening
0: night. And and I remember him uh, coming out of the sewer and that famous scene with Matthew Broderick mm-hmm. and just looking at because, I mean, I'd seen the toy, you know, whatever. You're like, maybe it'll look cool. And actually in the movie up until that point, because they were so clandestine with his design and the right. way that they cat him, you know, sort of, they never gave you a clear look at him. Hell to back up even more. I remember seeing the first full length trailer yeah, where you see him coming out. That cop is all the cars are bouncing. The cops looking up down the street mm-hmm. as he comes around the corner. Um, if, no matter how whatever quality godzilla movies are for some reason the trailers have always kicked ass oh yeah
1: they they are they're, they're great because i mean the concept is wonderful and like a short burst but then it's like once you get to the the point of like all right you've got a 400 foot tall monster
0: you got to have a story yeah
1: yeah and that's where it gets the really the story difficult. needs people and the people have to be able to somehow interact with the monster more than just looking at them and that's a that's a problem but yeah. I
0: remember that first full length trailer and it ended with Hank Azaria, who's a cameraman and, and kind of resembles my dad, yeah, like laughing hysterically, crazy ass shot. Oh yeah, and uh, and I remember my mom because we were in the, in the movie theater. It was MJR Brighton, and she pointed and she's like, she's like, that's Hank Azaria, that's who does the voice of Mo on The Simpsons, and uh, and I was so I was fucking hyped. Like oh, I remember yeah. and they, they would like reveal little pieces of him, like his here's his here's his mouth biting a helicopter and various mm-hmm. things, and and then again like opening night. I remember seeing it and being the the movie. The, you know, like, you don't even see him till like halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. and then and when he comes out of the fucking sewer, I was kind of like, again, it was dun 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 dun, wow. and yeah. and I was like, okay, well, we'll see what he does. And then by the end of it, I was like, I think that kind of sucked.
1: Yeah, I and, I, I want to say that was my first experience in a movie theater, um, of experiencing let down on a, on a tremendous level that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I didn't hate the movie until about midway through, um, right about the moment when the submarines, uh, knock him out underwater. That's when like my radar started going like, wait a minute, like submarines don't knock out Godzilla. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then I think it's two scenes later. They're like, and, He's pregnant. And it's like, what? Yeah.
0: No. Dude, I remember seeing, because I would, again, like as a kid, and, and this is before the internet, but I would read, I would go into the, whenever I went to the store, check the movie magazines. Yeah. What is, do they, are they promoting anything? I remember seeing this yeah. like little sidebar article and it said beast of burden. And it said Godzilla, the new Godzilla will exa- will exhibit some strange sexual. I remember the word sexual because it the word yeah when you're ten I the word sexual I, I, tends was to stand entertainment,
1: out i remember this too my it was dad, entertainment weekly yeah, yeah it sure was. my dad brought me a copy of that magazine and i remember this is this is interesting cuz he was telling me about this and, he, got, and he, he mentioned something about baby godzilla and he could see my expression like soured instantly <laughs> and i was like what and he's like well, well don't worry that they say that they come out of the eggs and they kill everybody immediately and i was like well that's the thing uh, i was like i was like what the hell does this mean like yeah. i i've never
0: used I'm, the words godzilla and sexual had never had close proximity in my life you know, at that and, point. and
1: they still haven't to this day <laughs> <laughs> in fact well, quite the opposite well
0: well with the the, the w- version you're working on you know the, w- which we won't we won't go into but you know we'll see right, <laughs> right you never know <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a connection there but anyway um, um yeah, the, so I, I was—I already kind of knew there was some weird thing. And then the second half of the movie, I was like, I remember thinking, like, they're trying to make this into Jurassic Park. That's what they're trying to do. Uh,
1: yeah, pr- pretty much right when they got into that, I knew something had gone wrong. Um, you know, he should not. I mean, look, Godzilla, it, it's pretty simple, and it, it's like a gin and tonic, right? It's a few basic elements to make this wonderful drink. It's not hard. It's, it yeah. shouldn't. Well, yeah, it shouldn't be hard. But it you shouldn't find, be, yeah. You go to a lot of different places, and, and somehow they cannot make this drink appropriately. You know, he he comes to town. Um, he's not intimidated by the military. He fucks shit up. He destroys things intentionally, or at least on screen. That's a good start. He does none of these things in the nineties movie. Instead, he comes to town. He runs the military, gets pregnant, and dies. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like these are all the things he's not supposed to do. Does he breathe fire? No. You know, like what is this?
0: Yeah. So I remember the moment when I it was it was raining out like it is for most of the movie mm-hmm. in ninety eight. Uh, and it was like a couple months later and I remember thinking to myself, I don't like this movie. Like, I just, I don't like it. It just doesn't seem like Godzilla. And then, you know, Godzilla 2000 came out a couple years cause Toho saw that and they're like, okay, yeah, give, give it back to us. Mm. We'll keep, we got to do another fricking reboot here. And then they did it. And I remember Rob Zombie's super beast played in the trailer. That too. Uh, and that was, I was like, okay, it's, it's different, but it's him again. Yeah. It's and I, I actually have never to this day I've never seen any of those, any of the 2000s, the millennium series.
1: Oh, uh, we should we should definitely hang out and watch those. They're not great, but they have moments that are really cool. Um, I've seen
0: pieces of them, I've never sat down and watched any single one of them because I think there's like four or five, aren't there?
1: Yeah, there, there's several of them, and all of them have different, um, different strong points and different weak points. Um, they're they're worth looking at. Tokyo SOS, um, in particular, is cool because they really got the effects nailed for that one. It's like the man in suit stuff, really well polished. Like it's still goofy looking. It still looks like Power Rangers to a a certain degree, but they've erased all of the uh the wires. Mothra looks fantastic, but it still looks like a prop. It's like the the, the it's really the, the nadir of the um. Of the practical suit Godzilla's. You're never going to see one like that again. What that, year was that then? 2004, I think. Wasn't
0: that Final Wars? I thought Final Wars was 04. Because 04 actually I, I it was, because 04 was.
1: I think 05 was Final Wars, because I, I went to Japan let's look right before Final Wars came out, and I saw the trailer for the first time in Japan, and I was like, oh my God. You know, let's find out
0: let's, find out. let's
1: find out. I think it's 2004.
0: 2004, yep. Yeah, 2004. So that means Tokyo SOS. Tokyo, shit, SOS mm-hmm. would be 2003. Yep, so and that's with Mogira or whatever the fuck.
1: No, no, it's 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 Mechagodzilla. Oh no, that was Space Godzilla. Was Mogira. Yep, yeah, that was. If you want to look at a goofy one, that one gets goofy. But yeah, that that one, uh, the 2004 one is a. It's a sequel to the 64 Godzilla versus Mothra, and it just happens to have Mechagodzilla in it as well. Huh. Um. It's really so
0: well done. anyway, uh, so then nothing. For a, actually, what happened was two years after Final Wars was released, I met you. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. so time goes on, and then in about twenty twelve, summer twenty twelve, I realized that I hear Legendary is going to be doing <laughs> another reboot. There's this fucking awesome concept trailer. I read yeah, the descriptions it goes, of it, yeah. and I was like, "This is how it should be done." Yes, I remember that. Time too. goes by, fall two thousand thirteen. That trailer leaks. It remains. That that it was a Comic Con trailer. It was a proof of concept, basically, that Garrett. That it was. It featured the uh, famous J. Allen Oppenheimer mm-hmm. quotes about how. Uh, but after people had seen the, the Trinity Trinity test, yeah. the first nuclear bomb, we knew the world would not be the same. Blah 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 blah.
1: I felt really cool seeing this. By the way, we had an assignment when I was in film school, um, uh, and, and I just dug it up. I wish I would have brought it with me. Uh, we had an assignment to make a movie trailer when I was in film school, and I swear to God. My trailer was like beat for beat the same thing. Like, no it fucking wasn't. I, oh
0: yeah, it was. With the like shots of destruction and then and then cut to black and then. It no, 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 no,
1: with with the Oppenheimer quote and, and oh, everything. With that, yeah, yeah. It was the same quote, the same timing, the same pace. And uh it was just like it was really cool because I felt like I had tapped into something there. Well
0: you know what's funny about that is is the and again I'm gonna fucking out myself as a white suburbanite kid, but mm. uh the Lincoln Park album "A Thousand Sons, which you showed me, uh, had that I'm same responsible quote. For,
1: like putting bad taste on everybody. else well, <laughs> no, that's
0: that's probably their best album, in my opinion, as I far agree. as Lincoln Park goes. Which is, you know, I mean, you can you can gauge that as you however you want. I, I, but... I
1: think years from now, that just not to divert too far, but I really do think that when people take a step back and they start looking at our generation's music as like oldies, they're going to stand out as one of the. Oh, definitely,
0: those it, it, Chester Bennington. Again, and this will be the last thing on it, but like in terms of his vocal, uh, just in terms of ability, there was really he didn't really have anybody who paralleled him. No, no. the fact that he could fucking scream the way he did, there was no technique to that. He was just screaming.
1: There's nobody who can do it today.
0: No, there isn't. It's he was a one. He was a once in a in a in a lifetime type type talent. I would compare
1: him to Chris Cornell, really. Yeah, I I think that's a a good comparison.
0: Um. So anyway, but uh uh it's 2012 um and so it's things start happening right it's right. like you hear you know there's this okay this indie director who'd already done kind of a low budget monster film has been hired yep. the cast was Stellar. fucking incredible brian oh, cranston man. coming off of breaking bad the biggest show on television chose as his first movie project godzilla <sighs> i mean, i was picturing this big brilliant it basically what mad max fury road became i thought godzilla 2014 was going to be that's right. what i was picturing yeah, no,
1: I, I had told some people that i was hanging out with like i sense oscar yeah oscar potential for this this film. is it this is yeah. how
0: it's gonna he's going to it's gonna the way that i i couldn't watch jurassic park as a kid because i i did but like it was it was too scary it was just it was too real people getting eaten giant. It was just real. Yeah, and it, this was going to be Godzilla. Be,
1: yeah. I Like this, this hard ass reboot, you know, the way that, that we'd always been talking about. And I think for everybody who grew up as a fan of this stuff, you know, it, it's, it's a goofy thing to like, you know, it, it's something that you get teased for a little bit, you know, it, it's never taken seriously. So, you know, you grow up with all this stuff and, and you're seeing one by one, you're seeing like all these Marvel movies and Batman they're all getting the serious treatment and it's great.
0: And they're good. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're really good. And so you're thinking like, full well, fuck, like it's time for my thing, right? Like here it comes. Like everybody, I remember this distinctly when Iron Man was coming out. I remember the people on the forums. Oh God, the people in the forums. You I know,
0: saw that with you too. The very first oh, Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. That's
1: right. And we saw that at Canton six. Yeah. And guess, um, and I
0: wore a fucking fedora. to The thing. Did you really? I am such a fucking loser. Yeah. Oh, I no, you wore a fedora. I did. Why? I did really, uh, because I thought it was cool. Wow. And that was the only time I've ever worn a fedora in public. But now it's a fucking meme. So, like, I mean, I am what I am. I can't, I oh, can't man. help it. It's on the record now. It'd be on the internet forever. Dude, so I, I did
1: not remember the fedora. Damn.
0: Well, thank God because yeah, uh, because that was. I mean, that is the definition of cringe. That's what that is. It's oh. fucking cringe.
1: So, sorry, yeah, fedora. I didn't. I, I, I was twenty
0: two. Yeah, I was a virgin. Really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And then you took it off and that stopped. But I did. Yeah. It was that fault. So yeah. there you go. I think I also had something to do with that. Like, maybe I should take
0: off wrong. this fucking hat.
1: <laughs> I think I introduced you to that person as well.
0: You did. Yeah. Yeah. You I had to did.
1: clarify that because I, I just said there, like, yeah, I had something to do with that as well. And it sounded like, like, <laughs> which is, there's nothing wrong with it that. It was way but. more intimate than we've been getting at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, but the love um, for Godzilla blossomed now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like Violante. What the fuck were we talking
0: about? Godzilla 2014. White Claw.
1: You see what happens, people? I know, right? I'm almost
0: done with mine. Uh Uh,
1: Mine's... There you go. Yeah, anyway, um, the 2014 movie, right? So... As a fan of this stuff, you grew up kind of being a little bit ostracized for for loving this stuff. I
0: remember kids, yeah, they were they were calling me "Dances with Godzilla" in second grade. You
1: too, damn, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was it was. I remember, and I was, but what was funny is it didn't bother me. I was like, why don't you guys like this? This is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah I remember um, distinctly there was this one kid who would constantly give me a hard time named Kyle Emmons, who by the way has giant tits now. So Kyle, if you're out there. Is he trans? <laughs> no. Oh, it was that's a, the funny he's just, part. Okay, no, yeah. he just likes Cheetos a lot. Uh but he liked to you know, I would be drawing like Ghidorah or something, and he liked to like snatch the picture I was drawing up and go, Why are you drawing Hercules, you fag? And it's like because it's not Hercules, it's Ghidorah, and you don't know what you're talking about. And that's probably why you have boobs now, Kyle. But you know, anyway, that's the kind of shit. Touch the nerve. You know, (laughs) little fucker. I cannot wait to (laughs) encounter him in the real world one day. But anyway. Anyway. Um you know, that was the experience of growing up was was people would really just ostracize you for this for no reason and so seeing like you know iron man and batman and and the joker all get in the serious like wow this is this is really good material like i was saying i remember when iron man was coming out i remember going on the forums cuz like forums were a really big part of my life yeah. when i was younger and back then, people still weren't getting it. They were like, well, no one's going to watch a movie where the, the actor's face is covered in a robot suit and he's flying around all the time. And it's like – Yeah, nobody even – he's
0: not Batman. Nobody gives a yeah, fuck. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah.
1: And then it came out and it's like, see? See, you idiots? Like this is like something that all of us knew this whole time and it's it, – I didn't.
0: I have to admit I did not, well, I did not follow the, the Avengers. I knew Batman. I knew, I Batman, I knew the, Spider-Man. Superman. That was it.
1: I didn't follow the comics, but my dad – um, was a big comic book fan and he would tell me the stories about like Tony Stark and he would tell me about like yeah I grew up a Catholic kid you know and they make us pick a, a patron saint and I I picked Saint Anthony because of Anthony Stark and I was like oh that's cool So, <laughs> who I, is
0: Saint Anthony what was his I'm gonna look him up keep uh, going keep talking the
1: feast of Saint, uh, saint, uh, saint Antonio I, I wanna say is that maybe the feast of seven fishes that, that Bob's movie is about if it
0: is then that's some seriously like serendipitous that's shit that's
1: interesting yeah I think uh, it might be, I think, I think, uh,
0: St. Anthony of Padua. Yeah. I'm probably pronouncing that so, wrong too. I, I, I want to Portuguese say, Catholic.
1: I want to say that there's a, a feast of St. Anthony. And I think that it's something about him providing fish to people. But anyway, um, where was I going with that?
0: We're all, we're leading up to 2014. Right, here. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah. So leading up to that movie, I thought like, wow, this is the one, this is going to be where, you know, people start taking this seriously and people are going to start being like, man, that thing that you like, it's really cool. And guess what happened? <laughs> That's not what happened at all.
0: <laughs> well, th- that that was, I, and I remember even telling myself like at the time because I was like, I'm not going to get excited for it this time. But then that Comic Con trailer leaked in the fall of 2013, oh. and I remember Why I would was you
1: not be excited for that movie.
0: I saw it and I was like, This is that shot of the train, the crushed train, while all the that, bodies lying. yeah. It was like this is this is going to be rated R. Yeah, like, it's going to have to be. Yeah, and uh, and then you know, time went on, and the, I remember thinking with that very first trailer with David Strathairn, I remember thinking to myself, this dialogue is weak. Um, but I didn't let it bother me because because the Halo jump scene was so fucking well shot. That's and where the, I
1: started getting worried. Was the Halo jump? I was like, well, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. I was having a hard time. Like, why are they doing this? Like, it, it started making <laughs> me think. Like, if because I'm very in my head, like as a filmmaker kind of person, and. I am when I first saw that, and that's whole, what you do
0: for a living, so right. yeah, it's not like you're jerking when,
1: yourself off. When I saw that trailer and then in the Halo thing, there was so much of, uh, around the Halo jump. My first gut reaction was, you know, you shouldn't have to resort to weird shit like this. Like, there's enough cool stuff in this. What is this?
0: I, I liked it because I remember watching them fall down through the clouds, and I said, he's gonna see, he's gonna, they're gonna be jumping into this bombed out city, and he's yeah. gonna see Godzilla. And And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. The second trailer came out in February, mm-hmm. and I was like, this looks pretty fucking – I think they did it. It looks it, – it's there are elements that – that shot where the, the the soldiers fire the flares, and you follow the flares up and up and up and over, and then you see them, and then that Inception – You know, okay, plays. really
1: quickly on that. Um, it, that struck a special chord with me because that is not an Inception broom. That is actually from Alien 3. Um, oh,
0: David Fincher. I, I had a
1: huge yeah. obsession in college with Alien 3. Um, and they used a lot of music from Alien 3 and even the font from Alien 3. It's ITC Kabul, for those interested.
0: In the Godzilla, in yes. like the the, the Godzilla so, 2014 mm-hmm. font is the same thing. Yes.
1: And, and I and they even used that that bit from 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, Thus Spoke Vistra. Uh, Thus Spoke Vistra
0: uh, Th- Z- Ad Astra, maybe? I'm
1: sorry. Thus Spoke. Uh, I can look it up. I know Zeth- what Zeth- you're talking about. I, that I that choir piece. Thus Zeth- Zeth- was... yeah. These are all things I used um, to create my trailer. For Godzilla and in college. And so I thought, like, holy fuck, are they getting this right? You know, but then um what really happened with me was I had a friend of mine sent me, he worked Lux for Lux
0: Eterna. Is that the one? I think it is, I thought yeah. thought
1: it was Thus Spoke Zethustra is is actually the track. Let's name see,
0: book. let's let's see here. I'm gonna keep looking, keep talking.
1: Anyway, um, you know, I, I had a buddy of mine, he was working for Legendary Pictures at the time, and he sent me on December twenty fourth um, It was actually like a, a little while after my like, – like a really big breakup that I had gone through, right? Um, And I was like in like the doldrums of depression and I was just like, nothing can make me happy. And then this dude sent Except me – Except for weight
0: loss. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Wait, weight loss and White Claw. Yeah. No, um, he sent me the script for this movie. Um, but what I didn't know is it was not the final script. It was it was an early script, which I think I sent it to you too.
0: You did. I remember reading it and it thinking, by, I really hope this is okay. It's an early draft. It's probably it was cool. by David
1: like, Callahan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so firstly, that's a great factoid here. Is anybody who thinks that Max Borenstein was the writer of Godzilla? No, he was not. It was this guy named David Callahan.
0: Because because Max Borenstein, I mean, with all due respect, I doubt he'll ever hear this, but he fucking sucks i'm sorry like it i, I it, that's one of those things where it's like who did he know that where he got this job it was a way nothing more, personal but just in terms of quality like it Jesus was a way Christ. more
1: interesting draft you know what mm-hmm. i mean there was i much- remember
0: you sending me because you were reading yeah. it yeah and you said oh my god it opens with them nuking him and he lives and yeah. i was like that is fucking perfect yeah
1: oh my god there was so much great about it you know and in that one um Aaron Taylor Johnson is not married to, um, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. So unfortunately for him, uh, <laughs> right. he's, he, she's his sister in that one, which was actually more interesting. Huh. Um, in a lot of ways, there was no you know kid character that I'm aware of. I want to say Cranston's character lived until the end, but one of the big takeaways though, is they describe the battle of when Godzilla first shows up to fight, um, the, uh, the muto? Yeah, the, 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 the mutos.
0: Yeah, it's mutos. pronounced muto, but it's muto. That's what it should, it should be. be. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, he shows up to fight this thing in Hawaii for the first time, and they describe the battle sequence in livid detail. And... I mean, he just beats the crap out of this Remember thing. Remember you tell me, and he oh. like
0: rips its, its legs apart. And You oh. like, you feel bad for the thing. Yeah. It's like a bear with a baby deer or something.
1: A- absolutely, yeah. Because this thing is terrorizing Hawaii, and people are like, oh, my God, what is this terrible monster? And then Godzilla shows up, and he's just clobbering it. Like, he's stomping on it. He's full of hatred for it. He bathes it in fire just to just— Nuclear
0: hellfire. He's just, got his foot on it. He pins it with its foot, and he oh, fucking yeah. blasts
1: it. Oh, yeah. even more so. He beats it to death crushes it up and then when it's, it's dead then he bathes it in fire just because and it's like whoa you know what this I mean this was in that script yeah yeah I, I have to track it down and give it to you it's really good um, he, he bathes it in fire and then leaves its corpse leaves it there it doesn't get away he kills it and he leaves, and people are like, "Oh my god!" Because that's what it should be like. That is, it.
0: that is, that would have been again if you want, because it needs to be scary. It and be Godzilla, scary. you have this big scary insect monster, mm-hmm. and then this other monster, the one that you're supposed to be rooting for, shows up and fucking brutalizes it. Absolutely, yeah. and then it walks away, and you're like, "This is again rated R." Like, you, I need, there needs to be an R rated Godzilla. And
1: and that was my observation about what, the new one. I mean, I had a lot of observations about the new one, but you know. That's the thing is Godzilla needs to be – even if he's the, the, the hero character, if you go back to the old movies, yeah, he played the hero in like 70 percent of the old movies. But all those old movies are still sequeling that first one where he appeared and he was a menace at first. This
0: this, this representation of death Absolutely.
1: basically. And so even towards the end, even in the goofier ones with like maybe the exception is Megalon or a couple of those where it got really silly. Even in the goofier ones, when he shows up, people are still kind of like, oh, no. You know, they're not thrilled that he's there.
0: Yeah. They're just Um, like, well, maybe he can kill this mother monster that's.
1: Yeah. You know, know, so this new one, though. Fucking us up. One of the things that really bothered me is that when he shows up, you know, to fight Ghidorah and the new one in Antarctica, nobody's like, oh, no, they're just like.
0: They're They're rooting for him right off the bat.
1: They're rooting for him off the bat. And that's the thing is that I always thought that. The way it should have gone is that yeah, Ghidorah shows up and he has three heads and that's very scary. But when Godzilla shows up, it it, it should be the same reaction as seeing a mushroom cloud. It's like, oh Jesus, we're Cause all because that's die.
0: the thing in those in those old movies that what everybody makes fun of mm-hmm. the Japanese people looking up at the sky in horror and, and pointing and the shit. cloud. They're not looking at a giant lizard. They're looking at a mushroom cloud.
1: Exactly. And so no and matter- that is not
0: something that you fuck with because that right. is, I mean, you know again, the very first 1954 Godzilla, if you watch that, there's a scene in that, like, there is some harrowing shit in that that's like, I can't even, I don't even know what else to compare it to. Like, it's, I'm sure there's stuff that's, I'm just not thinking of it, but there's a scene with a woman where she's cowering with her two children and, in an alleyway and, and, yeah, and in an are
1: falling down in front of them and she's saying don't worry we're going to be with your daddy soon yeah referencing yeah. the fact that her, that their daddy probably died in world war ii yes which yeah. is really powerful. it's that stuff. kind
0: of movie so if you haven't seen it watch the japanese subtitled gojira Good 1954 Lord, yeah,
1: do yourself a favor it's great the criterion copy is a gothic masterpiece it's a
0: beautiful noir mm-hmm. film yeah
1: um so back to this thing with the the newer one right um when he shows up and there's this three-headed dragon. To to me, getting Godzilla right, at least in, in, in so far as the way I see it, when he shows up, he should always be the worst of the two evils. Always. You know, until proven otherwise. That, and that, there
0: are movies like that where he is the There's many of guy. them, you yeah.
1: know. So the way I, I think that that should have gone. Godzilla versus
0: Mothra is, yeah. is one just like that. So that makes sense that that's what you're doing. Absolutely. Thinking, you know, yeah.
1: I mean, it's another one where he he's a, he's a menace throughout. He's the bad guy. He yeah. is a bad guy. And he has these villainous eyebrows even in that one. <laughs> um, you know, but showing up in, in that movie, if you really want to make Ghidorah such a, a badass character, you know, they should have had them fight to a standstill for like three days and then, with like the world watching, like news cameras, everything pointed at at the two of them. This battle's been raging for 70, 72 hours without pause. You know, this thing is fighting Godzilla to a standstill. Ghidorah should have broke his neck in the water in front of everybody.
0: He loses that first battle in daytime. Yeah. That mm-hmm. should have
1: happened. The world should have seen him die. Like, oh no!
0: Because He's, then that establishes Ghidorah right. as a big as a like, bigger threat like, than I, what imagine, he initially was. Imagine that for some reason
1: that we get into a conflict with Russia, right? Just just for the hell of it. And it becomes, you know, a national – no, a, a worldwide thing. We're, we're, we're going to nuke Russia. And everybody's got their cameras pointed at Russia. Just hypothetical, right? And we see the bombs falling, and here comes America's biggest nuke. There it is in the sky. All right, bye, Russia. And I then, fucking hope this doesn't right, right. happen. But like... just um, imagine, though, when the nuke hits some kind of invisible force field uh-huh. and nothing happens. And you realize, like, the worst thing in the world, the most powerful thing that you can comprehend is a, has no – efficacy effect yeah you are about to lose in a very big way oh no you know a better example might have been when they shoot the nuke at the um the ufo independence day yeah yeah, and nothing happens you know that should have been the effect of yeah we
0: don't with with the certain person you know that's running things now like it's just like i don't like we don't want to even i don't even want to like fucking knock on wood yeah that's
1: uh, it, it's, there's
0: people making too much money for that t- type of shit to happen but like still it's just like i don't i don't even want to i don't even want to contemplate that shit i,
1: I think but, that we're we're entering that funny era now of filmmaking where somebody is eventually going to get it right you know probably in the independent sector i would imagine for
0: godzilla you mean
1: for a lot of different things i, I think well that... cuz like let's talk
0: about when t- i remember we saw 2014 together mm-hmm why don't you tell that story? I'm gonna run outside real quick. Yeah. So just just tell this. Tell your perspective of of Godzilla 2014, seeing it for the first time. Okay. And I will be back in the jiffy. Okay. All right. <laughs> so just one second. We're
1: all left in my very incapable hands. <laughs> be right back. Um. So yeah, Godzilla 2014. I'm gonna ramble on that. Here you go, everybody. Um. That movie came out and it was, you know, it was right in the middle for a lot of people, I think, because it had some very adult tones to it. But they had hyped the whole movie as if, like, Brian Cranston leads an all-star cast, but he dies in the first third. And I think that really upset a lot of people. Another problem with it is that Godzilla himself is less developed than the enemy monsters that he fights. Um, he shows up without anybody knowing who he is. There's no legend to back him up. So when he shows up, he's really just kind of a big dinosaur that's also appearing in addition to these scary bug monsters. So you've got this scary bug monster attacking Hawaii and that's, you know, like, oh no. And then a giant dinosaur also shows up. It just, it undercuts the character, in my opinion, to have absolutely no um, backstory, no lead up, no no reverence. When Godzilla shows up in any movie that he's in, there should always be a kind of hushed awe. There should be a kind of, um, you know, oh my God, it's him. There should be a recognition of the character. But when he shows up in the 2014 movie, he's just a big dinosaur that shows up and nothing more. There is no legend to back him up. I have to say,
0: problem. I have to say, just it was probably just the occasion. My heart was pounding when he showed up in 2014, that airport scene. But the, when I look, when I watch it now, I feel absolutely nothing. Right, and, but, but, but
1: look, at that, that, that even proves the point of what I'm saying. See, because you and I have all of this pre-existing history with the character, him showing up means something. But to everybody else who doesn't know and is oblivious, he's just a dinosaur showing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: the, the movie really badly needed to open up with his legend firmly established. This thing came and fucked up Japan in 1954. He came because of us. We woke talking. him up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that and that's that that today, kids, is why we don't do nuclear energy. You know, and then we cut to Japan, modern day, and they're starting up their first ever nuclear plant. And like, you know. Like this is fictitious, right, but this you know, is how you would have they, done uh, it. absolutely, yeah. you know, and then they're all like, you know, well, you know, this happened in the fifties, but you know, modern technology is much cleaner, blah blah blah, you know we don't we don't run the risk of of him coming back besides we killed him anyway, and then you know you should have had kids in school learning about Godzilla and falling asleep, it, you know the legend is is redundant now. It, it, it's, it's like hearing about the Titanic today. That's very you know? Pacific
0: Rim where the sort of the the legend of the kaijus, they've, they've turned them into toys. You know, it doesn't Absolutely. really mean anything if, anymore. If
1: you ask me, like in a great Godzilla movie made modern day, the Toho films exist. You know, mm-hmm. they exist.
0: They made movies out of it.
1: Absolutely. The kids have toys and everything. It, it's a joke now.
0: Because it's actually not that far-fetched with our capitalistic society, Correct. global society. They would figure out a way to make money and off of it. especially
1: in America, if we weren't the ones hit by this, if we had no real um, perspective for the Personal,
0: yes, yeah, yeah. stake in it. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: E- even – that's what I think is interesting too is if he started fighting other monsters in other countries – as long as it was in America, it would be like a pay-per-view event when Godzilla fights this mm-hmm. new thing. There would be news cameras covering it. It would be a, a worldwide event. I digress. Um, back to 2014. He shows up in that movie, but there is no legend backing him up. So, well, and then
0: they cut the fuck away yeah. for, from the battle, which is, the first time they did it was like, okay, haha, yeah, that's funny. Then they do it again and again and, and again, again and again and again. And then every fucking scene. Mm-hmm. And then I remember watch, walking out of that and it was similar to 98 where I didn't think it sucked uh, when I walked out of it. But it was like months later I was like, yeah, no, that kind of fucking sucked. It, it was better than 2014, but – or I mean 20, uh, 98, I mean. Uh, yeah, but definitely. that's not um, saying much.
1: No, it, it was just sort of uh, – yeah, it, it was one of those things where you walked away from it because you knew that there was some good filmmaking going on in this one. Yeah. There were some great moments – um, parts of it looked really great,
0: but and then, then other parts were just fucking cringe, both yeah. with the humans and with the monsters. Well,
1: when you took a step away, you you realized that they spent so much time, really, I mean, doing actually a, a truly excellent job, um, fleshing out the other monsters. They spent so much time on their biology and their interactions, but that's the stuff we wanted to see with the title character, not them. You know,
0: do you want to know what I would have done with that and what I was picturing before?
1: Yeah, please. Before yeah. it,
0: because because all I knew is that he fights these giant spider monsters. I remember seeing because they had the teaser trailers and yeah. you would have people online. One guy made an animation of the yep. the uh, the one that ends with the airport scene. It looked like they kept saying it looks like Mothra is what they said, which the male Muto has has wings, so I guess I could see that. And
1: it has kind of glowing eyes. Yeah, I- I but can they picked
0: the way that the guy did this animation is this weird like little scrabbly spider thing. Yeah. And so I was thinking, like, oh, this is like a colony of insects mm. and giant insects that feed on nuclear energy, and Godzilla comes back for whatever reason. Right. It, Godzilla has already existed, and these things come up. So I was picturing, like, Godzilla must fight the queen. Right. And, like, that's the. So I thought it was. And they also, uh, the other thing I knew is that Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, plays the soldier. And I remember reading the movie takes uh, place from the perspective of a single soldier. Right. I thought it was going to be like one of those movies where. You follow one character, and then he encounters different people in different scenes and I thought it was gonna be like he wakes up in the city and his wife he has to he knows he has radiation poisoning right, and he has to get back to his he wants to see his wife or whatever uh and so it's just about his journey out of the city and then Godzilla and these giant this ins, this giant nuclear insect colony is just kind of like happening around him as he's trying to get to to his wife and then he encounters the David Strathairn, Strathairn uh, colonel and the Brian Cranston scientist and the Ken Watanabe scientist as he goes along but it's it's mostly about him that's what i was picturing same
1: here yeah and i thought that the 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 other creatures i thought they were mostly tertiary mm-hmm. like i thought they were kind of like, like uh like the the bug creatures and cloverfield like they were this thing was happening yeah you know they, they were happening but it wasn't he he was the main threat then i got that script um and the script really made it clear like oh this is a versus film all right you know okay i can get down with that but they still did a good job of making him meaning godzilla the main threat um in that script in fact there's a brilliant sequence in that script where they lure him uh to alcatraz island which is, I believe it's deserted now. And I believe now. they
0: shot that, didn't they? They
1: fire every ICBM at the country at him. I mean, what an amazing sequence, right? They literally, they fire every ICBM in the American inventory at him, and they utterly demolish Alcatraz Island. And then the smoke clears, and he's still standing. Like, That's
0: what I was picturing the movie wow. to open. Like, it was going to open, like, with, like, the prologue or whatever it was going to be. Mm-hmm. These guys in a jet or something and it's just, you know, radio chatter and then they're you know t- lockdown target, blah 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 blah. And then he, you get this really quick reveal of him like in the distance or something, mm-hmm. and you see the nukes shooting towards him and then boom, mushroom cloud and the mushroom cloud clears and he's still just fucking standing there. And then Godzilla. Right. You know, you know
1: I, I thought, yeah, it would be title, something like that title. where I didn't know if they were gonna do some kind of like kind of quasi offensive, um, Revisionist history, where like he was responsible for like Hiroshima or something. That's a very bad taste. Don't do that. Um, but that's kind of where my because they, they did that with uh, Magneto and JFK in that X-Men so yeah, thought, and the X Men movie. Yeah, the
0: Holocaust too. Yeah, and so I, Not I thought responsible, but he went through it. So yeah,
1: I thought uh, maybe they're tying that in, like maybe because we bombed Hiroshima, he showed up afterwards, like mm-hmm. drawn to the radiation or something. I I never in, in a million years did I think that they were gonna open that movie with the world being clueless as to who godzilla was i i just didn't even even reading that script i thought well they they clearly revised that they're... well again it
0: was another cinematic blue balls version yeah. and then and then i knew because i'm like okay they're doing the monster verse now they're basically and then it became they're remaking Gidro, the three-headed monster which is like sort of the the very oh, first wow. monster jamboree movie which yeah. that was one of my favorites as a kid my favorite yeah. Uh, we're, we'll finish our discussion here, like the timeline, and then I have some fire rapid fire yeah. questions oh, yeah, for you. Sure. Um, but uh, I was like, okay, they're making it. It's a different director. Maybe they'll get it right. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailers. Director. Yeah, exactly. He made it he was famous for a uh, Krampus and uh, another movie called Trick for or Treat. treat yeah. His name's Michael Doherty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but i i remember seeing the trailers it was the same thing i was and I, this time oh i was like god. i'm not gonna get hyped for this because god those I've trailers been,
1: were so good though and the
0: trailers were badass again i
1: mean they're the marketing
0: teams did their fucking jobs yeah, every did. single time and the same I, we saw it on the biggest screen second biggest screen in the country yep. which is in novi oh my gosh um and on my your, birthday was a on your impact. birthday this year and um And same thing, when Godzilla shows up, I'm like, this isn't perfect, but my heart is pounding. There were certain things up until, like, they opened the movie with the the WB logo, and you hear the footsteps. And I turned to you, and I was like, uh, they got that right. Oh, yeah. And then there was some other things from the trailer where I was like, I think that might be lame. But then it turned out to be about something completely different. I remember I I turned to you again. I said, you called that. You were right on that.
1: I thought this was going to be badass. And then-
0: once again, for me, the Mothra scene was right, right away, which is right after that mm-hmm. first thing where he, I started the, to, car- to suspect something, I was something like, is amiss." You this know? is, this is another goddamn 12 year old movie. Cause that's what was wrong with 2014 is like you said, there was no fear. It was, he shows up and he's a superhero right away. Mm-hmm. So all the 12 year olds can be, which I was 12 when 98 came out. They at least tried to make that scary. Yeah. Um, and I can understand, like you got to sell tickets, and, and kids, you know, have a certain you got to sell it to kids because kids are interested in the toys. Mm-hmm. But, um, just like I in in uh, the most recent one, King of the Monsters, when he shows up in Antarctica, like you were saying earlier, again, same thing. My heart was pounding. I'm like, at the very least, we will get to see him fight these. You know, we'll get to see them fight, and and then they fucking cut away, and they show uh-huh. it the humans, and I thought, I thought to myself, no way. No yeah. way! They're not doing this again. And then when uh, Rodan, because they build up, it's this right. automatic. It's it's a fucking blue ball situation. It's yep. like they're building up to this um, tremendous moment, and with uh, Rodan, which is later in the movie, and then Rodan fights Skidor and they cut away again to the fucking humans who nobody cares about, and these oh, the dialogue is fucking terrible. Such
1: bad quips, you know. Yeah, it
0: was it was, um. it was it was like a perfect storm of shit. And and I was like, I'm done with this right there. And the movie was wasn't even so, halfway over.
1: So upset. Um,
0: and this is after, and this is even getting to Kong Skull Island, which I don't even consider to be part of the 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 series or whatever. How is that it was the such, best
1: movie in this whole lineup? Still, that's
0: a good point. It still is it's the, the, the quote far, unquote best movie by yeah.
1: far. Um, yeah, it, it just the, the the new one left me really cold because I just felt like it was it was just a Transformers movie, you know, yeah. like, swapping Godzilla yeah. characters. And I mean, to 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 their credit, that Ghidorah looked great.
0: The designs were great. Again, the trailers it's, yeah, because yeah. everything up until the actual movie looked like it at the very least they got some things it right. Was
1: just, again, it, it, it dissolves into that murky um cg's soup at the end and it's just like the cameras flying they stopped all trying they yeah.
0: completely stopped trying it, the, it's like an x-men movie
1: it just feels kind of like like the director is just like fuck it and just kind of threw his hands up all right art team go nuts yeah and it's just like you have to really if, if you look at like shin godzilla is not a perfect movie by any means but they
0: tried to do something different it, it.
1: really follows a consistent theme you never see that creature ever from an angle that is not a human perspective in some capacity that's been established first they always use foreground mid-ground background there's a fucking kung fu to what they're doing
0: and we haven't even talked about that like that was the now that the monster versus turned out to be what it is i look back on shin godzilla and i'm like because at the time i saw it with you mm-hmm. as well of course uh that was in 2016 and i thought like this is good but it's a little too different for me now i look back and i'm like that was Th- that that mean, was fucking ingenious. That was honestly, the way that they went about it.
1: With that film, if it has any big flaw, it's it's that they um, – when you look at like – if you ever look at the Japanese Blu-ray that came out from it, there's like eight plus minutes of deleted Godzilla footage and you find out why. It's because there's never been Japanese special effects. Like the, the fucking movie, it won like seven or eight Oscars. Yeah, it won like
0: the Japanese yeah. equivalent of Best Picture. Um,
1: and so you can watch this movie now and see how the, the, the director was just forced – you know, left and right to like make these awfully difficult decisions and cuts. And so he had no, you know, choice, but to fill it with a little more dialogue and spots and it does drag it down. But damn, man, like the stuff that they do with the limited things they have to do it with is like, they pretty much got served with like, okay, we have a Godzilla that's photorealistic for the most part, done CG, but like, it looks like they couldn't figure out how to make a move basically um because they had a giant uh animatronic and they just they they threw it out they, mm-hmm. they said we can't use it it doesn't look good and that you can see in the deleted scenes there are tons of scenes where he was supposed to be like very animated and moving and attacking things none of those made it in and it makes you think like all right they just could not crack you know getting the movement to look real in 3d um at the time or something so he's he's largely immobile and very slow in that movie but at the same time they took that limitation and they made it into a strength Mm -hmm. he's this super ominous um presence that's just slowly moving forward and they they even crack jokes about it and they're like it doesn't attack it does nothing it just walks forward you know um but you know when i was in film school uh bob to who you had on this show a few times now he showed us a movie called The Last Wave by Peter Weir, who did um, Dead the Poets. The Truman
0: Show. Yeah, yeah and,
1: and Dead Poet Society as well. And um, it takes place in South Africa. Very interesting movie with very weird vibes. He's uh, It's about a guy who is a defense attorney. And I'm going to fuck this up because it's been a year since I've seen it. and I've been trying to track down a Blu-ray of it forever. But I, the, the main character is a defense attorney for an aborigine um, guy who I believe... Uh, is wanted for murder, and he's involved in some kind of witchcraft or something. Anyway, the main character in Peter Weir's movie is having all of these visions about a massive, massive tidal wave destroying the world, and it has this just unrelenting presence of dread. That's just it's always there. And Shin Godzilla, even though it has goofy parts, and and if you know Toho movies, you realize now, like, oh, you know, they're um. They're really referencing the goofier, you know, Toho movies, and that's what that 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 side of it is. It's really trying to pay homage to all of Toho, not just Godzilla. But Shin Godzilla does a wonderful thing with with Godzilla's presence, is that he's, whenever he's active, you're 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 just aware that he's in the city and he's moving forward, and it's, it's got this dread uh, that could be compared to a tsunami, which is you know not an accident because the movie is about a tsunami that yeah, happened, the Fukushima. Yeah, you know, so. I don't know, terrific film that got more right than it got wrong. Um, and I, I wish to God that the American movies are more like it.
0: Yeah. We, they were try, they're were. they trying to make the American movies into Marvel. Yes. Godzilla. Yeah, absolutely. And it just doesn't work. It
1: even looks like the Marvel Godzilla, actually. Yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, The boxy face and everything. Um, yeah. And that's another point, too, on the American one is that I know a lot of people like that design. And there are things to like about it to be – honest you Again, know?
0: and this all goes back to the fact that we're comparing it to 98 which fucked everything up and right we didn't get really anything right so that's because the bar was so low we're like well at least he looks sort of like kind the other, of you know? he
1: did but i was still kind of i forget who said this it might have been koichi kawakita who directed the bailante film or it might have been somebody else from toho staff but they made the observation that the japanese godzilla is quote-unquote handsome and mm. and that's it, it, it's an apt term. If you look at like the 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 Heisei Godzilla, especially, it's a very pleasing design. He's very, um, I mean, he's he's a monster, but he has like really relatable cat like features. Yeah,
0: feline. Yeah, yeah like symmetrical. Um, it, yeah. It, it, he
1: has a a, a, a fa- he looks cool. This new one, he looks kind of like a a bear sort of. He's really kind of fat. With they they fix the spines in the new one, but it's still. Compared to the newer designs of like Ghidorah and Rodan, it still fell a little short. And I think that that's, that was one of the big problems right away with 2014 is that the, the design wasn't inspiring. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked at that design and was just like, fuck. You know, they weren't blown away. They were just like, okay, that's pretty cool. It's like a very.
0: That's I, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I refer to it as like a, a normal core take on, on the character because yeah, yeah. it really looks like a giant piece of sea life. Right down to the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the tiny head and kind of like there's nothing cool about it. It's, it's almost anti-cool. You know, um, and that's a it's a valid approach to it. And that's the thing, too, is I I don't mean to talk about Godzilla as if like I'm the gatekeeper here because there's a Godzilla is more like Schwarzenegger in a way. Right. Like he can be many different things for many different people. I just think that, you know, there is just like Batman, there is a appropriate iteration of the character for the time. And right now people really want something that's a little more scary and means something and has allegory to it. I mean, that's my – Or at least takeaway. we do. Yeah, I, well, I think so <laughs> and too. And I, I do
0: think that we're not the only ones.
1: Well, if, if you look at like, for instance, like people's reaction to that new Joker trailer, mm-hmm. they really want something, yeah. you know, out, out of their, their characters that, that resonate to mean something. And I think that if you look at uh, the Oppenheimer trailer, I mean, we refer to it as the Oppenheimer trailer because it uses quotes from, you know, uh, Oppenheimer about the nuclear bomb. There's a lot of allegory in there and I people responded to that. There's
0: a grounded – quality to it that yeah. the movies didn't have
1: and even the american response to shin godzilla it's like 80 percent. i think on metacritic it's very positive across the board americans don't really get the fukushima um you know connection i i sure didn't at first i had to have that explained to me me too but yeah. people like the menacing godzilla and that's just where we're at right now it doesn't mean that there's not a space for the heroic one if it's done right it's just that right now i think that people really want you know the batman begins iteration of Godzilla. Yeah, they just, want just the take it dark in. Yeah, man, just take it seriously. Don't you know sugarcoat it or, or make you know put kid gloves on it. Just just do just do the thing. That's all. They're just asking mm-hmm. for you to do the thing and make it serious and take it seriously for once. That's all.
0: What's your favorite Godzilla movie?
1: I mean, kind of the knee jerk reaction is is the nineteen fifty four one, but if I'm being honest, I probably watch Godzilla nineteen eighty four the most. That's
0: probably my favorite too. It yeah. just
1: there's just a certain atmosphere to it that is. It's more so than Godzilla. It's it, it captures a certain atmosphere to 80s cinema that I just love it. There, there. It, it kind of reminds you of Roger Corman movies a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. It has that like that low budget eighties stink to it. Like you can just imagine people like seeing that movie in theaters in the eighties, like at a, uh, an afternoon matinee, and like a theater that smells like cigarettes. And I don't know. There's just a wonderful.
0: There, there's a lot to like in that movie, and for me, it was like his design, his roar, mm-hmm. the gods, the atomic breath. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. that awesome scene with I don't even know who the hell this guy was, the drunk dude in the in the tower who's like sticking by. You know, yeah, oh, Tokyo in August. There's like this this drunk yeah. Japanese dude who just sticks around, and he I, he doesn't even do anything. No, he's just kind of in this skyscraper. He decides to stick around even though Godzilla is attacking Tokyo. He's gonna have like he's he's gonna have like. Uh, a bunch of drinks and just kind of mm-hmm. chill out. And then Godzilla fucking destroys the building. And mm-hmm. as he's dying, he's like, you know, he's like, he's, he's yelling at Godzilla. He's like, don't act like a big shot. You just got the town. Yeah. He's, he's like, back off. And then the Godzilla fucking destroys the building and he dies. Yeah. Uh, so, it,
1: and then the Japanese one, it's a little different. He's, he's established early on as a vagrant. He's a homeless oh, person. Oh, so
0: that's what the yeah. – see, in the American version, it's yeah, completely that, different. They, you they have no idea out. who he is.
1: Yeah, he, he's a homeless guy, and he's taking advantage of the fact that Tokyo is deserted. And now he's the king of Tokyo, basically. See, that makes you know? sense. Yeah. It's, it's actually a cool subplot, you know?
0: What are his actual lines when Oh, he's...
1: shit. They're similar, actually. Um, they some. similar. He doesn't say the thing about, like, don't be such a big shot or whatever, but it's similar. Um, And he does – die or it's hinted that he dies in the end or he might have just been knocked out uh-huh.
0: but there's more to it in the american version he definitely dies cuz yeah. it cuts and godzilla's walking through the building and it's like yeah. this guy didn't survive that but th- there's a lot to it was it was it was a t- it was like 80s it was like the tim burton batman for godzilla yeah.
1: and then if, you, if to to really I, I mean i almost consider godzilla 84 and biolante to be like just one long movie cuz it's the only one i can think of where it literally picks up like Right after the last movie, you know, ends like it's like, all right. And here's the aftermath of the rampage. Yep. He's in the mountain or rather the volcano. And I mean, it just it's a direct sequel and it carries that tone and does it even better. Mm-hmm. Even the super X, the big um, military plane that he fights, it shows up in a new form and it's just it's terrific. The you super know? X. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's already on its way.
0: Um. <laughs> So we both – we agree on the favorite movie. I will say Godzilla versus the Sea Monster is another – is up there for me too. You know what?
1: I love that one um, because it's just so full of joy, you know?
0: You told me something about it that is pretty interesting, some history with it. It was not originally a Godzilla movie.
1: Right. It was a King Kong movie. So back in the day, uh, Toho bought the rights to King Kong – I knew the name and I came prepared to say it, and it has boop, left my brain. Who, who
0: bought the rights? Or uh, like who? No,
1: Toho bought it from, uh, I think it was uh, Henry Saperstein, right? Uh. And so they bought the rights to King Kong and they started cranking out Suitmation King Kong movies. They made King Kong Escapes, and um, Willis O'Brien had come up with a script or at least a concept for a sequel to the original 1933 King Kong. And it was called King Kong versus Prometheus. Um, also known as King Kong versus Frankenstein, which has nothing to do with the Toho Frankenstein, by the way. Um, and it was going to be King Kong fighting a, uh, a nemesis that Willis O'Brien, the original animator for King Kong, had come up with called Frankenstein, aka Prometheus. And he was like stitched together from African animal parts. And uh, the, the sequel just never got made, but Saperstein owned the rights to it. So Toho bought the rights to King Kong from Saperstein, and they got this concept for Godzilla a Prometheus. I'm sorry, King Kong versus Prometheus. And they were like, well, let's just swap in Godzilla instead of uh, Prometheus. And, and so that was kind of the genesis of King of, Kong
0: versus Godzilla. Right. right? Yeah.
1: And so they were going to sequel that then with King Kong um, versus the sea monster. And something happened. And I think the, the rights lapsed to King Kong. And they had this whole production plan where, like, King Kong is discovered on an island, and that's why he gets woken up by electricity and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Godzilla does in he, Godzilla versus Right, the sea monster, and, and to yeah. be
1: clear, King Kong is electricity powered and. In and, Toho yep. lore, yeah. But they swapped out King Kong uh, with Godzilla, but they didn't change the script at all. So that's why, you know, Godzilla is reawakened by um, electricity. That's why Godzilla kidnaps a Japanese woman for inexplicable that's reasons. That's true. That is
0: the only time that happens, is when right. he has this this like relationship with this, uh, native woman. Yeah. He just picks her up and and goes
1: walking away and, uh, with her. And it's like, Oh, that's bizarre. It's King Kong behavior. You know, I guess Godzilla does that too.
0: I never made that connection until you Mm -hmm. told me that though. Now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. But at the time, again, that was the second one I'd ever seen. So I was like, Oh, you must, it's, I did think King Kong, but I didn't think, Oh, this was supposed to be King Kong. It's just, Oh, giant monsters like
1: attractive women. Yeah. Just a cool bit of history there. And, um, I, I really appreciated that film a lot more um, because I saw it later on in life at the Detroit uh, Art Museum. They were doing like a Monster Fest thing there. And they actually showed that film in uh, on a real film print. And I saw for the first time what it looked like, you know, not on VHS, but like in just beautiful, bold color. And I was like, this is just a beautiful movie. You know, mm-hmm. this is a pleasure to watch with all these. Colors. That is one
0: movie where I actually really like the human characters. Yeah. That yeah. uh, Akira Takarada, T- yeah, he's great. Who is was in like every Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. In fact, he made a he shot a cameo for Godzilla twenty fourteen, but they didn't use it. Yeah, um, he plays a burglar in that, and then these other like sort of hapless dudes that are trying to raise mm-hmm. money because their buddy gets shipwrecked by the sea monster early in the movie. They're trying to find him. They all team up and go on this boat, and then they end up shipwrecked down the island. It's you actually. It's probably like that Godzilla versus Gigan has human characters that I liked. Godzilla 1984 had human characters that are good. Yeah. Um, Other than that. And and Biolante had human characters that you care about. There
1: were other ones in the the early films too. Like Godzilla versus Mothra introduced kind of the trope of like the plucky um, female reporter. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that was kind of like a pro-fem thing before it was a thing a little bit um, where, you know, she's kind of like the lead um, drive and like investigating like what's happening. She discovers – You know, she notices Godzilla moving under the ground before anybody else does. And um, that had some good characters in it. And then you had um, uh, Godzilla versus Ghidra had some great characters again. Ghidra the
0: three-headed monster. Yeah. Yeah. The the princess and the doctor again. Absolutely. You know, and and
1: you had again the the, gangsters. The the gangsters and the uh, the reporters again are are a constant trope. Um, You know what? My favorite characters in all of Godzilla, to be honest with you, um, appropriately is – the last of the Showa films is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. I'm sorry, God Terror of Mechagodzilla. It was directed by the same guy who did the original 194 or 1954 version, hmm. uh Ishiro Honda. And you can tell. You can tell like even though this is in the goofy era, he came back and he wanted to at least close it with some dignity a little bit. You get this sense of finality in that movie. The special effects are a little better. The hmm. acting's a little better. Godzilla's a little more serious. Um but you know what? I really dug um you know, Inchinose is he's, he's he's this like kind of bumbling, but he he means well. You see the
0: guy who's trying to like lasso Titanosaurus, yeah, to fight uh Godzilla or whatever. No, it no, is, no. Or... He, so
1: he's investigating. So Titanosaurus is this other dinosaur monster that shows up and starts rampaging, and he's uncovering the mystery as to why. And it turns out that he's being controlled by this mad scientist and his That's daughter. That's the guy that I'm thinking of. Well, he, he's the mad scientist. He falls yeah. in love with the mad scientist's daughter, and she kind of falls in love with him too. He doesn't know though that she is a cyborg, and yeah, she as was... women
0: tend to end up being in Godzilla movies. <laughs> yes. That's happened more than once too.
1: She's a cyborg, and Mechagodzilla's brain is in her chest. Or, or something like that. It's she she is the controller. She's connected to him. Yeah. yeah so basically, she has to die to really kill Mechagodzilla, uh, and it's, it's a it's a great tragedy that actually echoes the first movie a little bit. You've got a love triangle a little bit, and
0: the the first movie is another one. And th- this is just how different the first movie is from what the yeah. series became. Like I didn't even real consider the first movie. To, that's not just a Godzilla movie to me. That is yeah, the a- Godzilla, but the human characters in that because they had to be were were also. Fully fleshed yeah, out. that that's a powerful
1: film in, in a lot of regards, especially if you know any history about Japan at the time and how, you know, arranged marriages were still a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, this was less than 10 years after the yeah, Hir- after Hiroshima yeah, after and uh, Nagasaki. II, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, You know, that movie, the first one, 1954, the guy who ends up saving the world and killing himself at the end, too, with the oxygen destroyer, which is like a weapon worse than a nuclear bomb. He is betrothed to, um, you know, marry... The, the fam- yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 she's the, the, the lead... female protagonist. Mm-hmm. yeah And the whole movie, they're sneaking around his back, and it's a subplot that she's having an affair with this other guy that she likes better than him. Mm-hmm. The and sailor
0: so... played by Akira Takarada—that yep. was yep. his first one—who's he like he's in his twenties in the movie. That was the first one that he'd done, obviously, because it was the first Godzilla movie. But...
1: So when when her betrothed, you know, when he kills himself at the end, there there are multiple layers to that. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a it's a tragic ending. Like this guy doesn't just kill himself because of personal duty because. You know, he, he doesn't want his device to get in the wrong hands. He realizes he has nothing left. He's just like, fuck it. You know, like, all right, my life amounts to killing this giant monster that he kind of, I I get the the impression. I
0: did what I came to do is basically what he's, he is.
1: But he knows that she's not, he knows that she's not going to be his at the end of it. She's not in love with him, yeah. Yep. He knows that, that after this, people are just going to come after him for this weapon that he's created and so he kills himself.
0: Yeah, he dies with the monster that he's destroying.
1: Not yeah. only that, but in front of the guy that that Imoko, Imoko is going to marry. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's multiple levels of like melodrama to this. It's That's like, right.
0: I never. You're absolutely right, but I never thought it's it's sort of like you, you win, buddy. Yeah, sort of, is yeah. The, it's like you, you
1: win, but you didn't save the world. Now watch me dissolve. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I remember watching that scene as a kid. That may have been the first time like I was introduced to the concept of like suicide. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but um,
1: come to think of it, you're right.
0: Because I remember them, they pull up because he cuts the line. Yeah, and I remember thinking like, oh, he stabbed himself because he it just shows him with the knife, and then the, it shows the people on the boat and they pull up the airline he's and, he, and he's cut it. Yeah, and then that's the last you see of him. Which um, is
1: really, if you think about it, like he's not just drowning to death. His invention is killing him. Like, yeah, he's, he's being liquefied. He's body.
0: part of the yeah because all the fish you see all the fish turning to skeletons. Mm-hmm. Godzilla turns to a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's real. And Godzilla, as he's dying, is like this really wretched. Like he comes out of the water, and that's back when they used that. I love that original roar. Where you can tell it's just this alien. I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like this just this bellow. It sounds like this giant animalistic beast thundering. Yeah, this twisted beast and he's his head sticks out of the water he's lets out this pained bellow and then he sinks and
1: If you look to his hand is already um I saw you holding up is the a hand skeleton, it's a skeleton yeah it's a skeletal hand yeah uh, it, it's pretty intense shit you know it's it's cool and
0: uh If you if you've never seen if you're listening to this if you're one of the people who listens and uh, has never seen a Godzilla movie and you're thinking to yourself this sounds like the goofiest shit. <laughs> like, watch that f- 1954 version because it it's, is again. It's a noir film. Oh, it's, it's an incredible. It's movie. It's a serious it's, film.
1: It's really, really good. I mean, here we are. It's it's 2019, and at least two people in the world are sitting here today still talking about it's
0: nearly it. Nearly 70 years. So it's, it's closer to you know being what? seven. There's yeah.
1: not a lot of films in the world that can have 65 that, years that reaction over people. You know, and, and it's, it's especially just,
0: ones it's, that involve giant lizards. Yeah. You know? yeah. That that went into full Muppet mode, like not ten years later. It's you know? a
1: testament to the power of that movie, for sure. You know.
0: What is your opinion? Like, where do you want to see? What do you want the future of Godzilla to be? And this is another question you can tie into that. Who do you want to see direct a Godzilla movie?
1: Uh, myself. No. <laughs> no. Besides let, you. Don't let that happen ever. Um, Shut the fuck up. We all know
0: that if it happened to be great, you know. That'd be nice.
1: Um, Gosh, you know, I think Frank Frank Darabont is due because he's he's had so much involvement with with shaping the best parts of the American ones. Like he wrote the best part of that new one. And he was circling around in the 90s one. I think Frank Darabont gets monsters. If you watch um, The Mist, that dude mm-hmm. gets monsters and he gets how to make them scary even when they're big. He gets awe. He gets hopelessness, but he also gets wonder. I think Frank Darabont is an excellent storyteller. Um, he's he he would be my my up there choice.
0: I've never seen. I've never heard you say him before. Usually, you say David Fincher. He's you know, the...
1: David Fincher would be a great one as well because he's such a, a great visualist, and everything he does is done with perfection. And but I almost feel like that's an easy answer because anything that David Fincher does. Um, you know, especially modern David Fincher, it's going to be great. It's just going to be like, he's, he's like James Cameron where it's like, don't, you don't bet against Fincher unless you're stupid. You know,
0: he's, he put in his time. He, he had his, you know, uh, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I would, I would see this movie Guillermo del Toro. He he already did Pacific Rim, but the thing is I was going to compare Fincher to him because both of them had similar upbringings in terms of the, or uh, similar trajectories. And when they came up in the film business, they started off, with these properties, these these horror properties, where the studios were on their backs and just fucked with the movie, right? And they hated it, and so they were like, "I'll take less money. Just let me do what the fuck I want."
1: And I I would see it it the Del Toro out. Godzilla. It I I do feel like we already got a glimpse of what that would be like with Pacific, with Pacific Rim. Rim yeah. And the problem with Pacific Rim for me again is the the first third was really cool, um, but they started doing that stuff where like the camera just floats all over the place, like. Like superhero a, yeah, like, yeah like it's a video game there's no weight to it and it just really needs to be more patient i think um
0: you know you know who i want to hmm. do it and we i've said this to you before bong joon ho oh man did what a great the Host, choice. which is one of the best yeah. monster movies of the past 20 years oh, he did snow piercer he just his latest he did oakja a couple years ago which is yeah. a netflix movie. his latest movie which is called parasites a korean movie he yep. is korean uh, just won oh, he would be the a, top prize at some film festival. I can't – it's one of the big film festivals. I can't remember which one it is. He would be a fantastic choice. He would be – I would Absolutely. love to see him do it. Absolutely. He yeah. could add everything that we're talking about, the weight, yeah. the awe, the dread.
1: I would actually play some more adventure. really. Yeah, um, me too. He's I, my I, I number one it, choice. I think it would be a more interesting take on it. Um, You know, if we're talking American budgets – Hadiakiano, who did Shin Godzilla, just give him the money. Let him yeah. do his thing, damn it. You know, I mean, he already proved himself several times over. Let him do his thing. You know,
0: you mean like let him take over the legendary franchise?
1: Oh no, in that, just into like it's, it's. So have it,
0: have him start over yeah, the American no, it, Godzilla. It, it, yeah. If
1: you ask me, I mean, at this point, like, like I said,
0: and, and that's it. we haven't even talked about Godzilla versus Kong, which for the first time, I'm not even excited to see yeah, it. I, I, I don't the know guy if we who's need- directing it, I knew him. I know him from the god awful death no i'm i'm clasping my hands to the side of my head right now because i'm so i'm just like it's almost it's like why the fuck did this guy get hired and i mean again it's not personal but i'm it's an opinion opinionated i just uh,
1: don't yeah it, i think it's very and, telling that we didn't want to talk about it because it's just no i mean you know what it's going to be it's going to be yeah. kind of just a, a, a loose you know, kind of going through the story. motions. Yeah. Here's the property. Please yeah. come spend your money then, on then it. And they're going to fight, and there'll be a bigger villain at the end or something.
0: Probably Mecha King Eudora, based yeah, on yeah. what happened. I mean, who knows?
1: It, it just, yeah. In the it, last it's, one. Because it doesn't have that buildup, it, it's not the character I love. You know what I mean? It, it's like if you were trying to pitch me tomorrow, like, all right, man, they're making a sequel to Joker, and it's the Adam West Batman yeah. fight. <laughs> it's like, well, all right. Like, I okay. You know, I, that's not what I want, man. I, I, I want to see. The menacing um, Godzilla that means something. That's mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I want to see um, presently, and I think it's what a lot of other people are wanting to see. But I also want to see one that that inspires awe and dread, and and this current design doesn't do that. It's mm-hmm. just he's too golden retriever. He's too cute, I and mean, he has like really kind of weird humanoid, you know, almost like pipe limbs they're the, very round they I jumped
0: think. right to like the night mid-60s version of him yeah like for 90s but the, watch us we're fucking sitting here complaining we haven't even seen the trailer yet. Uh, watch us love watch, it. watch us yeah watch it be the one that finally does all this shit we're it, talking it may,
1: about it very well may but i just kind of feel like um you know what i really want in, in, in my heart is a reboot um mm-hmm. and an origin movie that does not have other creatures for once just let it be its own thing Set it in the 80s, maybe set it in the 50s, the 60s, sometime before their cell phones and modern technology. So that way, when you have a sequel, it's not just a tired sequel. It's like more of the same. Mm -hmm. It's building on like you have a 50 year blank spot to say, oh, yeah, all this shit happened in between then and here. And the world is different because of it. It's such a more interesting backdrop. And I think that's the other thing, too, is that these these modern movies, they miss out on on the rich sci fi um, backdrop that all the Toho movies are set in, you know? They started integrating like little teases here and there in this new one. Like, oh, they they, they showed the word Mazer on the screen. There's like the laser guns they fight Godzilla with in the, the Japanese series. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. It would have been so much better. Like I said, if there was already a pre-existing history of this character, so when he shows up, the whole world is like, oh my God, it's him, you mm-hmm. know? It's like if Mecha Hitler showed up tomorrow. Like the world <laughs> would know <laughs> who that is. They'd be like, oh, it's him. It's that villain, you know? Uh, that, I mean, that should really honestly, that should be the kind of the reaction to Godzilla showing up is like, that's death incarnate. It's alive. And here it comes like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. But instead, it's just a big dinosaur that's still kind of proving himself. By the end of the second movie, he's still proving himself. No, 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 no. He should show up from the very first second. He's at, he's on screen. People should know what that is. They should know what it means. And it should be a big deal not just, Oh, here's another one. And this one's a dinosaur. Wow. You know,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, for, for me, I basically want to see the movie uh, that I thought 2014 was Yeah, where it's, it's like a beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. You can have a human centric story because I'm fine with that, but it has to be Mm well-written. It has to be tight. Yep. So don't waste fucking no daddy, daddy's home cake every night. Uh, uh, and, uh, and then have – the very first time that you see Godzilla, I'm fine with them waiting ha- until the movie's half over and you just hear about him and you build up to it. Mm-hmm. The 1954 version, to come back to it, the very first time you see him is one of, is probably one of the most famous scenes in Godzilla lore. It, yeah. The people are running up the, this hill on this island. He's destroyed the town the night before. You've seen his footprints. You've seen sort of – he's destroyed a bunch of ships. They've built up to mm-hmm. it and they're running at him with spears and pitchforks and shit. they don't understand how big is. Because they don't bi- know yeah. how big he is. And then they, he stands up, and he's they're, they're on the top of this hill, and he stands up, and he roars. Yeah, his head and is bigger than the whole hill they're standing on. And they're on. like, <laughs> and everybody's just like, oh, shit. And they turn, and they start <laughs> running. And he, it's. It is a beautiful moment. It really is. And I would love to see that scene done with modern and, and special that, effects. That
1: right there is an encapsulation of almost what is exactly wrong with these new movies. When you look at the new Alien sequels and all of those, these directors, these filmmakers are tripping over their dicks to, to remake these classic scenes. And the, the Godzilla series is just like stock full of terrific set pieces and not once have they returned to a single one. It's almost like they don't, they don't honor the original ones. That's the thing that like
0: they've tried. Like Alien, like Prometheus tried to be grounded and tried to be, mm-hmm. and and the Godzilla movies they tried to be. They there were all sorts of references. They played the Rodan theme when Rodan showed up. You know, the, the there's all sorts of little Easter eggs. But it feels like they're tacked on. The core of these movies does not have any real it just, heart it, it, to it, them.
1: When, when you have the 1954 film, it's such a it's, it's such an honest and simple movie. Like I think like 90% of the shots are on a tripod and it doesn't move. Mm-hmm. When you have this almost literal storyboard existing of like what is considered to be like a great moment in cinema, like stop trying to reinvent this. You're not better than that, you know, at least for the first outing. Get serious. Do what Christopher Nolan did with Batman Begins. And and, and we
0: know that's cliche. Like, everybody brings it up and they're like, oh, Nolan. Because, I mean, you get you get to a certain level of popularity and it becomes cool to hate you. Right, yeah. You know, but it's you forget about what put them there in the first place. Well,
1: what, I, what I mean by that, though, is like, you know, to a certain point, the Batman series had gotten perverted and just beat up to the Ridiculous. point that it was a yeah. joke. It was a joke. And even I didn't – I was a Batman kid growing up, man. Like, I love Batman you know, but then when Batman Begins came out, I didn't see that until, like, the, the ass end of its theatrical role. Really? Yeah, because I just, I, I just was like, yeah, okay, yeah, another one of those. I know those. what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be – I'm sure it's good. It's the quote-unquote good Batman movie that we've been waiting for. But I just figured it would be like X-Men or anything else. Like, yep, it, okay. He, You know, Nolan with that movie, he really dug in to what makes it work, what makes it tick. He cast it with serious actors, and he didn't make fun of it, you mm-hmm. know? He he was not in a rush to to um, start putting his tongue in his own cheek. You know he he was he was content to just play it serious and play it for real, and that's why it was so effective. And and the parts where they did deviate, you know, they they explained it a little more. It made it better. The stuff that they're changing with the new ones, it doesn't make it better. It just makes it different.
0: It almost feels like like especially the king of the monsters, the script for that. It almost yeah. felt like it felt like a. Thirteen-year-old wrote it. Yeah, it was like I, they don't even know what they're doing. It's like the person who wrote the screenplay. Probably, I'm guessing what happened is that there was so much input yeah. that it just became a mess because they were probably like, "Okay, I got to have this in it. I got to have Bradley Whitford. He's his character based on Rick from Rick and Morty because the thirteen-year-olds like that. You know, I right. got to have the Chinese character, and then we can connect that to Mothra. You know, and it just became this
1: fucking. I bet mess. you half of that script existed before um, the director even signed on. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and then that that has to be a hard thing but when you look at like there are online they've released like storyboards right or like the the pre-visualization i sent you one of these
0: yeah i remember for 2014 yeah well,
1: no 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 recently the, the, there's a, a previs that's been put online now of what the rodan scene was was like oh
0: i did see that yeah i remember that it's like yeah
1: three times as long it, it is it was a lot more patient and they cut out a lot of the horror and a it lot takes him the,
0: longer to get out of the volcano absolutely
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool and so you you do get a sense of like oh man this guy probably got like steamrolled by the studio a little bit not to, and
0: we're talking about the director now but I, yeah. I, I mean I mean right down to the fucking script like yeah it yeah. just it just especially because Legendary got bought by a Chinese whatever the fuck they are there's yeah. a Chinese company um, I don't even think they make movies it's, I want to say something else but. I, I
1: want to say that the the King Kong versus Godzilla one was either filming simultaneously with King of the Monsters or actually even started filming before it did. I
0: didn't hear that. I, I thought I it started filming like like last spring. I, I, I forget what exactly.
1: Did. But the, the point is that this is already a snowball that was like rapidly rolling down the hill.
0: Because, again, they're trying to recreate. They want their Marvel universe. That's yeah. what it is. And it's like this is not everything is Marvel. Marvel is an anomaly. Marvel mm-hmm. is not going to happen again. Right. In fact, I think it might already be over. I think Endgame might be the it'll Let be, it be like I said, it'll <laughs> be like a night the way people look at 1990s Simpsons. Yeah. It'll keep going but it just won't be as good as it used to be. Right. Um and I and so they're trying to to do this what they need and again, I'm really hoping that this Joaquin Phoenix Joker that's coming out. And I know we sound like fuck, such fucking stereotypical 30-something millennial I don't care. white male. I'm having a lot of fun. But it's true. <laughs> it's like this – we like this stuff for reasons because yeah. it's good. It It is well-made mm-hmm. pop culture. It just is. And um, I'm hoping that this Joaquin Phoenix Joker sort of – Makes people go, oh, it doesn't. Marvel can be its own thing, but then there's other ways to go about this. Yeah, And and I'm hoping that that this sort of leads to. Somebody needs to look at that and then Shin Godzilla and put those two things together and try again. That
1: Joker trailer, honestly, like I I have so much connected to that in terms of Godzilla itself because it's like I kind of look at that and I think like that's sort of how this needs to be. Yeah, you know, it's. I, I think that there's a great opportunity with with this. If you want to make Godzilla mean something, I mean, there are some really, you know, toxic things that are being stirred around in American culture right now where Godzilla could really represent several big, big, well, big the, issues. The, they tried, again, like the climate change thing. That was – that yeah. it could
0: have worked. It could have worked. If yeah. you're going to connect no, it to yeah, something, yeah, no, you're right. it that was what worked. you wanted to connect yeah. it to. My,
1: my, yeah, it was more about like how it didn't work in the movie because it was so – it was like a, a gimme. Mm-hmm. It felt like the way they they referenced the climate in 90s movies. It just felt like, oh, yeah, by the way, climate – no, like, it, I, I can totally see how, how you can loop in Godzilla to be, like, directly about climate change.
0: When they – again, back in 2012 when I first saw that very first just – it said Godzilla with the Japanese lettering. Mm-hmm. um, uh, And it said we're going to be making him a, quote, terrifying force of nature. hmm There you go. Yeah. That –
1: and by the way, that that actually harkens to something right there too. They really stripped away his Japanese roots and the American ones. Mm-hmm. Like that symbol means nothing in the new movies. That's he, right.
0: It's almost like why the fuck is it even there? There's literally yeah. n- Ken Watanabe is the only connection. He
1: just happens to be Japanese, yeah. and I mean, really, yeah. like this Godzilla is French yet again. Like the the, the yeah, that years. was,
0: and again, like ninety. It's almost like somebody had a dartboard, and they're like, what yeah. What could we possibly you can see how they came up with it because, like, well, these take place in the Pacific, so yeah. we'll have a Japanese connection, but it shouldn't actually be Japan. Where did they test the nukes? French Polynesia. There we go. We'll make them French well, once you again. Know?
1: I mean, it, it would have been so much better, like just genuinely, if part of the history in these movies is that shortly after Hiroshima. Just as Japan was reeling, mm-hmm. as, as they were thinking, "How can this get any worse?" This big fucking thing lumbered out of the ocean, and and, and then, as if they hadn't suffered enough, began stamping them into the dirt. You know, I mean, you holy know, it, fuck. that's
0: something I've never realized. Is I don't think that in the god all all the Godzilla movies, every single era, every single one, I don't think they, they have references to any nukes being actually used. They sort of allude and, to and it, the, the but they movie. never talk about it. In
1: 1984, he's that that one specifically. He's revived because uh, a nuke. Because of a nuke. But the, yeah. the, I'm
0: saying like Hiroshima and Nagasaki specifically oh, yeah. have never been mentioned. I wonder and why would they be.
1: That might be like a cultural. I, 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 I'm speaking out of my. That's there, and
0: I mean that is. I mean, I say 9/11. You know, that's not. That doesn't. I mean, how many people? It was like literally a hundred thousand people. Yeah,
1: it, it's one of those things. Like when died. I said earlier, like I, I had kind of made like the quasi joke about revisionist history and. Saying that Hiroshima was—that's not cool, you know. I shouldn't have said that. It's—it's um,
0: it's something that we as 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 I mean, and I hate the fucking to to do this. I hate fucking SJW shit and white male privilege yeah, bullshit. No, but as, as from where we're standing right now, we have absolutely no idea. Well, I mean, I've been no to frame Hiroshima, of reference to the, you know, that type of suffering. I,
1: I've been to Hiroshima and I saw a lot of the museum there. Not that, that is even one you know one millionth of understanding, but like it is sobering. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like there they had a, a a block of um cement wall there. And this is real. This is not bullshit in the Hiroshima um, memorial museum, uh, which when you walk around there, it is like quiet as a pen drop by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But they have a section of wall there where the shadows of people are burned onto the wall. Mm -hmm. It's like, so it was, it's literally,
0: it was like the world again. We knew the world would not be the same Yeah, because it was like, for the first time ever, we have the capacity to destroy ourselves And that was the closest we ever came, because you got to be thinking. And this is why the the fifty four Godzilla is such a tragically beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. He follows the exact same trajectory. It was this sort of there are these ships that were getting contaminated in the Pacific. It was this horrible thing that they'd heard about, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it was it was it just out of nowhere there were in fact i remember reading the 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 bombing sirens didn't even go off i don't think because it was one plane yeah and it, they're like they, they were like oh wait is it a rate? oh no it's just one plane we're good yeah. and then and then history yeah. forever yeah. nothing was the I, same and then it happened and then not only that it happened again like mm-hmm. 2 weeks later cuz then they got to be thinking like what the fuck when is this gonna like stop. this is going to this is going to is this just going to keep happening the yeah. world is ending Yeah. you know and and truman the 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 um the message that he put out, I, I assume it was before. I, it was going to be
1: like one every two weeks, wasn't it?
0: Well, I I don't know about that, but what I'm thinking is is he said he put out a warning to them. He basically said after, it was after Trinity, which was in July of 1945. Um, they because th- that's how fast it happened too. was yeah. like they figured out how it worked and they're like, okay, fucking make them, make them. And we're sending him over there. Yep. And but Harry Truman, who was president, he'd just been become president that April. FDR, mm-hmm. who'd been the king for, you know, if you were born in the nineteen thirties, it was nineteen forty five, it was fifteen years later, and mm-hmm. he was the only president you knew. Now it was this new guy who had become vice president literally like a couple months before he became president. Yep. And uh and he came out with this this uh 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 message for the Japanese, he said, "Surrender now." Or, and the quote was is something to the effect of, "Or, or we will subject you to destruction, quote the likes of which has never been seen on this earth." And everybody's thinking, like, it's just rhetoric. What could they mm-hmm. possibly? Have? And then that happens, and they're like, "If so, if this gets into the wrong hands, we're done. Like oh, the yeah. human species is over. However, hundreds of thousands of years – life itself, millions of years of a buildup for nothing. Yeah." Because of because of us, because of humans, because of our giant ass brains.
1: And, and that right there, that that is the fundamental message of Godzilla, right? Is, is like if you fuck with things that are beyond your understanding, you know, those things are going to come back and they will destroy you. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not in the literal sense of it, you know, coming back as a giant dinosaur. But, you know, that's that is the the overall thing is that is you you think you're bigger than existence, you think you're than bigger nature. than nature. Yeah, you're not. You know, the and forces of nature. Nature transcends Science. even this earth, right? You know, so it doesn't matter. You're you're gonna lose that battle. Yeah,
0: so I, nature has been here way before mm-hmm. we ever were, and it will be yeah. here after we're gone.
1: Nature extends way past you know this planet too. It's you know you, you got the, the laws of existence you know to contend with, and you know you destroy the planet, well the planet change. will
0: be fine in the long run but we will be gone maybe
1: unless we break it up with our nukes. Well, yeah. no no matter what like
0: it'll i mean unless the sun until the sun burns out like it'll right. just regenerate itself in however way it needs to do it, however way it needs it sees fit but um
1: yeah it's not biased you know it's no do what it
0: does no. but um but that, so yeah it it uh that uh, that that fascinates me like the 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 mentality um, behind it and
1: everything well
0: not just that but like the science and the uh yeah the, just the fact that we actually did it the fact that that was actually happened. Yeah. To, to me, it's yeah. a, it,
1: it's very shocking when you go back and really read about it and consider the moment. And just it's like, like
0: we it. actually like somebody made a decision, and it's like, and it was almost like a they didn't really know what would happen. No, they were just kind of like, eh, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna scare the shit out of them. Basically, drop it. And then I mean, the the Anola Gay, the pilot of the Anola Gay, watched it blow, and he said it. He was like, "What have we done?" Yeah. And it's it's because uh, it's just all of a sudden you're not just you're not an American you're not you're, you're just I mean I can't speak for him I, I'm not trying to but it's There's like a human you, in that moment it's There's just, just you just like... you're just like I am a living human and what the fuck did I just do to the all those other humans down there
1: yeah it's pretty I mean it's horrifying stuff and the fact that yeah they, they like you said we didn't really know there were two different test bombs basically you know yeah
0: well there was one it was just the Trinity test and that once they detonated that successfully they made Fat Boy and or yeah fat uh, little boy and fat man, which were two distinctly different. They moms. were two, yeah. One They're, used one particular type of detonation, and the yeah. other used another, uh, different type.
1: I mean, it's just, it's shocking, you know. But I mean, there was also it's it very fascinating to me when I visited uh, Hiroshima. Um, they were very candid, actually, with and this is in Japan because they don't want it to happen again. That's They're, what it is. They were very yeah. candid, though, with like the rationale, why, what the alternatives were, and everything. They, they, they it almost, it almost painted the U.S. in a I don't know. Like, I, I'm not gonna say a flattering light, but like, it, it it was kind to us. I would say, for being that's
0: unf- that's that's like fucking touching, man. Like that they because I mean, Japanese culture is very. It's you know, I mean, I don't. I'm not an expert on it, right? but from what I know about it, it's very. When I think of Japanese culture, there was that guy during World War II who bombed the village in Oregon. Remember that? And he gave his. And, and year after the war, he came back in, like, I want to say the 50s or 60s, and he gave them his family's samurai sword, which was, went back generations. Mm-hmm. And it was an apology. It was like, here you go. It's That's the type of – that's Japanese culture right there. It's like a sort of like we will – we. We have power and we will use it, but we also have respect. We will show you respect if you deserve it. Yeah, it. It, it was interesting. And, I mean,
1: they, they talked about how the alternative was going to be. Um, so we were either going to drop the bomb or it was going to be something like a hundred thousand mar- man march. on Yeah, China. and this
0: is why they ended up deciding because they're like, it's either this or another fucking D Day, but a million. I mean, times it's kind worse. of a false
1: equivalence. Like, well, we have to. N- not really. You didn't have to do either. But I. And, well, no, and, they had
0: to fucking win the war because yeah, like, Germany they, they, was done at that point, and right. it was like now we have to deal with the Pacific. We're, we've been fighting for however many years it had been at that point, yeah. four years, or I, I want to say, and uh, yeah, 1941. So yeah, four years. But that's pretty much um, the
1: point. Um, they they made that point, point the the museum in Hir- Hiroshima is it was basically pound for pound. They 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 pretty much stated that it was the most efficient way of just simply ending the war, and it
0: was over. And that was the worst conflict. It was like humanity at its worst. Yeah, and that is what we're still living in. That I don't want to call it a stalemate because now it's basically just. Our armies are sort of police forces all over the world, Um, so there's still horror and there's still things going on, but there hasn't been a war like that since. So it technically Mm -hmm. worked, and I I don't know that there. I I just, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know that your your logic tells you like it'll happen eventually.
1: And I I think to to kind of bring. No, I'm not
0: even talking about nukes, but like full scale war.
1: Right. No, but but to bring the topic back to. To Godzilla because I get to do that so infrequently, <laughs> um, you know. But that that right there is a great example of why these films are important now, or could be important now, and they're pertinent right now because I, I think that in the nineties there wasn't a lot for for monster movies to say. There was you know a lot what of mean?
0: frivolity because yeah. we had just beat the Cold War was over. We yep. didn't really – eleven hadn't happened yeah. yet. Yeah, it was Sort of this this sort of lull between conflicts.
1: Everything's happy, you know. But if you look at like economy even, was amazing. Even Godzilla eighty four. That has serious Cold War overtones in it. The whole thing. In
0: fact, it's a Russian who launches the nuke to try and kill him.
1: Only in the American version. Oh, really? Yeah. I got to watch. See, again, that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) So so check this out. So Godzilla 84 was being made like towards the tail end or during the Cold War still kind of? It was 84. So, yeah, the Cold
0: War ended in 1991, 92, somewhere in there. So there you go. Yeah. So
1: the, the Japanese version, the Russian guy in the boat dies trying to stop the missile launching. And the American version, they re edit it, so he intentionally he, launches the missile. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, See,
0: so, that's a whole other thing. Is like the subtitled versions versus the mm-hmm. original Japanese. Watch the original Japanese. Yeah. yeah this, fuck the the shitty dubbed versions. Yeah. They were good as kids when you didn't know any better. But watch their original mm-hmm. iterations it's, and iterations. I mean, and uh,
1: it's more respectful to the art, honestly, because mm-hmm. I mean, at, at, at its core. You know, even the, the silliest Godzilla movie, man. I mean, the, the, the amount of craftsmanship that goes into making these things is just ridiculous. They had so little to work with. So it, it, at least on that aspect, like, don't don't dub it over with corny American cartoon voices. It's so disrespectful, yeah, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like it, they, I like to watch some of the dubs because of, like, nostalgia purposes sometimes because that's, like, what I remember in my head as a kid. But, like, I, I can only imagine what that would be like if you directed a movie and you put your heart and soul into it and, like— well, it
0: happens all the time. I mean, they dub American movies overseas all the time. But yeah, it, it's it just, completely ruins. The only time it works is when it's animated movies. Yeah, that's it. I, I Otherwise, I, it's just is this goofiness. It
1: just seems so silly to me. It just yeah, seems just so, watch the subtitle. Just read. Absolutely. just read
0: the subtitles. Um,
1: but yeah, I mean, and the era of Donald Trump and the era of you know all this shit going on with Iran and uh, we, we have we have gun control debates right now that are actually like serious. You know monsters can mean something again more than just a scary thing to insert into a movie and i think that that's why you know that's why the nolan batman's resonated is it was tapping on some things that as a culture we were filling post 9-11 absolutely yeah yeah, a little bit of that and then you know the the dark knight was tapping a little on terrorism you know to an extent it really got that 9-11 surveillance yeah sure um you know the avengers movies eh, not so they much. are what they are. They yeah. they
0: they don't pretend to be what they no, are. You know I, that's that's why they're good. But um.
1: But look at Joker though. Like all of a sudden it's talking about mental health and I isolation, mean, and it's it, it's, it's going to be the first
0: incel yeah, horror movie. And, and and you know what it really is, man. And this is why it's so kind of sad. They just figured out that they can use that to sell shit to people. Yeah, you're right. Um, but. It can also, if it's done right, it can be. There can be things that come along with it that that ultimately are good. But
1: that does go back to what I was saying earlier. I I believe we're in an interesting era right now, or at least the cusp of one. And I'm going to use Batman as an example because it's so doable. I really think we are less than like 15 years away from people like you and me making a Batman movie using like you know consumer electronics. It's just gotten to a point now where you can do this stuff,
0: you know? You showed me that shit that the – like in Nigeria, these kids yeah. made, make short films and they look fucking great. Yeah. They, they look
1: – On crap, you yeah. know? I mean they're, yeah. they're using like like the stuff that like is like from the late 2000s – well, I'm sorry, that the early 2000s compared to what we have over here to make really cool-looking movies. So I, I think you know Batman is probably going to be the, the one that does it. Just because it's so um, down to earth, you don't have to have crazy sets and green screen stuff, you just have to have a, a really great bat suit, mm. some good actors and good lighting. and you can make a killer Batman movie.
0: Do you think that like the the indie?
1: Yeah, I, I, that I think that's yeah, just one of these days, somebody probably right within our generation, maybe not Americans, uh, but somebody's gonna make a Batman movie. I'm just predicting it's gonna be that because it's universal and people will always watch a Batman anything. Mm-hmm. and it's gonna be damn good. It's going to be better than it has any right to be. And people are going to go, this is this is one of the best ones. Oh, my God. And it came out of nowhere. And then the people making it are like, yeah, we didn't even make money. We just like this.
0: Yeah, we just did it because we wanted to Whoa, do it.
1: Whoa, man. What, that's like – that's kind of crazy when you think about you – know, so I, I, I would
0: love that. I mean we need that because, I mean, the, the film oh, yeah. industry splitting sort of into the haves and the have-nots, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mediocre – not mediocre, the uh, mid-level sort of – Films have disappeared. You either got indie art films or the mm-hmm. mega blockbusters. So what
1: yeah. happens when, like, say, a couple guys from, like, you know, Wyoming uh, make an absolutely killer Batman year one movie? Just mm-hmm. awesome. You know what I mean? Or
0: just anything like any intellectual property that's that's known. Yeah. You know?
1: Alien is another one that's that's doable. Hard, but doable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of those a, a, as an example. And so I think that that's eventually you're somebody who just really loves this stuff. You know, whether it's Batman or Godzilla or whatever, um, someone is going to start making movies like this and then someone will get it right. And, and then everybody
0: will copy them when they realize they can make money off of hopefully, it. You yeah. know.
1: But that, that's the cool thing, though, of what we're heading into. For the first time ever, independent filmmakers have the ability to directly challenge Hollywood and the method of distribution is – I mean, they really. There's nothing they can do.
0: And I, I mean, I feel you like know? it's been that's been the case for a while. But it's only recently that like people are sort of doing it in a way where it it's it's uh, well, the, the tech feels... is only
1: really just now caught up. I mean, you could do all this stuff back in 2006, but really, cameras got revolutionized um, in like 2010 when these DSLR cameras came out that could shoot HD with switchable lenses. That just was not mm. a thing prior to 2010. And that's what gives you that cinematic look. And so since 2010, the camera technology has been just ramping up, ramping up. And I would say, really, it's just this particular year, right here. Boom! Yeah. uh, Blackmagic just released their Pocket Cinema Camera 6K. And I mean, this is a camera that for anybody who cares, this could go toe-to-toe in every respect, every respect with whatever they shot Lord of the Rings with. Hmm. Um, And it's available for, for two grand right now. And it can... Mount lenses that you can buy in the store, and I mean, is it going to be better than what they're shooting Guardians of the Galaxy with? No, but it's the same resolution. It has the same filmic response. It's it's a professional movie camera. You could shoot a, a movie on this two thousand dollar camera, and it would, and if you know what you're doing, it would be indistinguishable from a film in the theater. That had
0: a multi million dollar budget. Period.
1: You know, it, it's that good. And now you've got laptops. Like I just bought a new iMac the other day for less than three grand. This thing can chunk through. 4K footage raw. I mean that's 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 it. That 4K raw that is that is the standard, you know. I mean mm-hmm. and this thing shoots 6K. So it's like you you already have the equipment and stuff. All everything I just mentioned can be acquired for less than 5 grand total. So really what's holding people back just time and budget, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're going to crack those one 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 after another, you know. You have the internet It brings all these people together. You'll have one guy who's inspiring and says, "Hey, I'm going to make this Batman movie." And somebody's gonna be like, "I make Batman suits." Okay, and the guy will be like, "All right, well, I've got two grand," and he'll say, "All right, I'll make a suit for two grand." And Then next thing you know, they're making a movie.
0: Right place, right time type stuff. And then, and then, yeah, then that goes viral, and then the next cycle begins. Mm -hmm. We're on the cusp of it because there's people are tired of what's out there right now. Mm -hmm. People are sort of, you know, and it's it's never like it's never as cut and dry as you as history portrays it. Right. Um. But yeah, it's, it's the next like two years I'd say is we're going to – something will come out and it will be like a
1: – It's going to challenge whatever. Yeah. It will be almost like a weird, stark kind of uh, contrast. And it, and
0: it might be a completely original thing too that we don't – that we're we're not, we're not be, familiar it with. It could be.
1: I, I just – I I, I kind of think it will be Batman just because people – you know, original movies come out every day on YouTube. And what's more interesting, if something pops up in your news feed and Apple News on your phone and it's like – you know, uh, Detroit made superhero fan- movie delights people. You're like, okay, cool. And like, you might look at that later. But if you see a still and it like has a, it's a terrific looking Batman and it says Detroit independent Batman movie, you know, is better than Hollywood productions. You're, you're going to on yeah. you're gonna click on that. You're going to click on it. That's
0: true. Because again, going back to Godzilla, like you have th- for us 30 years of history, yeah. 25 years of history with this prop property. hmm and it's sort of you're like oh well yeah that makes me more likely to I want to see what what they did with it I want to see yeah. if it's something new, so yeah maybe yeah, yeah, you know I think what that's I mean? what'll happen for sure so we'll see but um dude we just did two hours wow so um. <laughs> We're uh, th- thanks again. Uh, so I got to cut this off, but um, thanks again for uh, for listening, everybody. Seriously, for all 100 episodes,
1: episode 100. And I'm, here I'm, uh,
0: for it. I'm, I, like I said, I'm still booked up to November, uh, mid November. I have no intention of stopping this at any time. Um, so thanks for listening, and uh, and you know look forward to, to to having you continue to listen, and I'm and I'll I'll be right here. So and, uh, uh,
1: this podcast was sponsored by White Claw. You can find White Claw at your just. It
0: kidding. is now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank thank you, man, for for coming on and talking. Oh, and yeah. it's always great and my to pleasure, have you. Man.
1: Thank
0: you. And uh, it's great conversation. So I will be back. I'm actually off next week uh, for Wednesday, so I will be back. Uh, I mentioned this on Wednesday, um, but I will be back on October. I think it's the fifth. It's the first week of October. Rachel, I want to I wasn't. I didn't even attempt this name on Wednesday because I'm pretty sure I was going to fuck it up. I believe it's Keown Burke. Rachel Burke, um, another Purple Rose uh, friend of mine. She's a playwright. Uh, she's going to be on. Um, just has been having some success recently, so I cannot wait to to pick her brain about that. She's going to be on. We'll talk to her about that. Uh, and like I said, I want to say that it's October fifth. So um, again, everybody, thank you so much. This has been such a blast. Thanks to Podcast Detroit, Dave Phillips, Bob Walton, Spiel, Randy. Uh, oh fuck no 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 no! I know his name, Randy. I'm going to look him up. He's in my he's in my message.
1: Randy. Randy. Randy I, th-
0: I want to say it's Randy Walker, but I, I, I he's the like main engineer guy. But I want to make sure I'm right on it david uh everybody that's that's ever been on including you know all the people that i didn't know um uh but uh it's been uh it's been such a blast and uh i cannot yeah it is randy walker thank god i did get it right um but um yeah kate mondu who's the one who introduced me to all these people who is a friend of mine uh and who was who was showing me stuff at like radio stations before? Like she had absolutely in the fall of 2016, she invited me into her radio station job and was just showing me how to run the software. Yeah. She had absolutely no reason to do that. She would got nothing out of it. She just did it out of the kindness of her heart. So thank you so much um, to Kate Mundu and uh, and Jess and, and Steph and all the rest of the people here. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. So I like I said, I we're gonna we're gonna keep the ball rolling here. Uh, but I think I'll shut up now uh, for for the for uh, for today's show. Um, once again, this has been American Winer.